0: Hello there, Spocklighters. It's Paul here. I'm back after a one-episode absence. Um, please be back. We're joining my usual co-hosts, Matt. Hello. And Liam. Hello. And today, joining us for Spocklight... What? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I was just going to go, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you again? Okay? <laughs> Oh, no, it's because you've been away, Paul. Yeah. I've forgotten who you are. No longer uh, just like, a prepared statement. Okay. Well let's let's go over and you do it now. Actually, yeah. So, so I told you the it. Do you want to do it? But that'll sound really canned now. <laughs> okay. yeah. Do you want to do it or not? No. <laughs> not at okay. all. Okay, alright, alright.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All
1: right. right. Hello, Spocklighters, and welcome back I'm to... my life. I yeah.
3: <laughs> must be something to do. Something I've overlooked. When one is outmatched, the game is over. Checkmate. Anytime you can block me, doctor. About chess, Mr. Spock. We we no, we can't read Poker very interesting, interesting. okay you can front
1: of me doctor hello and welcome back to spotlight the star trek podcast where we view the trek franchise from a non-trekkie perspective uh, i'm here with my usual co-host matt hi and joining us again after a one episode absence is my friend mr paul wilson hello there spotlighters <laughs> i know That will catch on (laughs) (laughs) I'm Liam and we're also joined by a special guest today It's Jen Ives
2: Hello, it's Jen Ives (laughs) (laughs) It
1: is (laughs) Uh, Jen, why don't you tell us who you are and what you
2: do my name is Jen Ives, <laughs> I don't know if we've covered that, I'm 28 years old, um, I live in Brighton for the time being, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have also a daytime job, which I've just quit, so. Oh, hey.
0: Hey.
3: Hey. Hey.
0: Fuck yes. the man! And, yeah. I guess, is that part of the whole, you said Brighton right now, but are you... Yeah, out? I'm moving, in moving. Like nice next, uh, next month ah. to London. The bright lights of London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Training London for the sea, for London, for London. The big smoke. Yeah. as they call it. <laughs> and you have a podcast, also.
2: I do. I've forgotten the name of <laughs> uh, it. Musical chairs. That's it. Musical <laughs> chairs. Yeah. It's kind of like this one, but we don't talk about geek shit. We talk about. <laughs> do you talk about musicals. musicals.
1: No, it's it's probably yeah. It's just
2: as nerdy. Yeah, we talk about musicals um, and other stuff. Yeah, but mainly that. We just watch a musical
4: and then Fantastic. How long has that been going on for?
2: Uh, like a year. <laughs>
4: I just, <I> just had <laughs> to really like like have how, how long
2: has this been going on for? Yeah, Why yeah, did yeah. I know? Like, explain yourself. Yeah, no, it's it's been going like a year. We've only we've only done like five or six of them at the moment, but it's fun.
4: It's do you have fun. any musicals coming up or ones that you want to get to if you're in your personal favourites? Yeah, we're
2: doing a few. Um we are gonna do Fiddler on the Roof. uh uh-huh. Classic. And we're gonna do La La Land, which I don't really like that much, but we're gonna do. right, oh, right, let's
1: it's better, avoid better, that subject. Better
0: on the second watch.
1: That I thought. What, La La Land.
2: Yeah, I've seen. I, oh, I bet on the twenty seventh watch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, I can't decide
0: whether I like it or not. I like bits of it. Bits of it. I agree. I find yeah, bits a you know, it's a bit of a mixed mixed bag. I really really liked. I mean, on the second rewatch. The, the, well, the rewatch, I really <laughs> enjoyed it a lot more. I yeah.
2: had the opposite effect. I enjoyed it the first time, and then the more I watched it, the less I liked it. Ah,
1: okay. I see. You've <laughs> always loved it. Like, I've yeah. always loved it. Let's move away for this contentious subject. <laughs>
0: <It's> just <laughs> just wanted, like, more about music. Was it, Is it like you going way back into Hollywood's past or or you, you know? Uh...
2: Yeah, we started on singing in the rain because we wanted like what we that was what we consider like the the benchmark
0: like the best mm. musical there yeah. is probably oh, straight out the gate
2: yeah <laughs> exactly basically, she, the, basically the
0: whole podcast, it's is anything going to match up to sitting in the Rain
2: pretty much yeah that's the challenge but but yeah um, none really have so far like <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of j- jump forward and backwards through history La La Land is not a bad musical but once you've watched
4: a couple of the classics it's hard to kind of You've not seen Singing in the Rain, have you? No, it's one of your blind, blind spots again, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, I do like musicals, I've seen quite a few, but Singing in the Rain is one yeah. that has slipped me by. Yeah, Wizard uh, of Oz is the only biggest one I've never seen. You've never seen Wizard of Oz? No. You've
1: never yeah, well, seen of Oz. You haven't seen Singing <laughs> in the <fucking> Rain? <laughs> yeah, it's <to chase. laughs> yeah. Is it just film musicals you're doing?
2: Yeah, for the moment, yeah. We were, if, if we're going to do a season two, we were going to try and do. Like uh, live ones, but it's too expensive.
4: Yeah, mm. yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It is... You see, as of today, the new Cats film has wrapped.
1: Tom, Tom Hooper's <laughs> Cats. Are we all looking for Kitty litter? Oh, no. <laughs> it's Tom Hooper that's doing it. Yes, uh, uh, Hooper's the one who did. Like Miz, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> well, well, I liked his Lay Miz. I presume you did not care for it, Jen.
2: I've worked on
1: it. Oh, really? I've worked oh. on it. Well, oh, a friend, of, a friend of ours did as well. Like, And he hates it for that reason.
3: <laughs> I was, was just,
2: a, just a runner when I was at university. It's not It's not very exciting.
0: Did you have to pull a big ship over your shoulder? Is that
2: yeah, you I had so to on top job. of a large <laughs> elephant. It was dope. Yeah, it was, I saw Russell Crowe in the distance. Did you oh, get done yeah. for
4: stealing bread off the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the catering truck? Yeah, exactly. It was a big saga. Crafts of the
1: What are all our favourite musicals? Just quickly, round table. Mine... I'd
4: say it's two and they're basically the same kind of thing, which is Little Sharp and Sweeney Todd. Mm. The horror-shouldn't-be-killing mm. musical subgenre. Mm.
1: P- probably Sing in the Rain, yeah. Yeah, Check. that's mine. That's yours as yeah, well. Yeah. So you really did start top, top tier. Yeah, because
2: it's great because it's just, it's, it's nonsense. Like it's, the story is like barely there and that's what I want. <laughs> it's the putting on a show,
1: isn't it? Like yeah. I love
0: the, I mean, that's a great like Hollywood tradition of musicals. is like there was, you know, the whole thing, 75% is rehearsals and behind the scenes shenanigans, which I enjoy. And then the showstopper, which will be mm. like
1: three dances
0: potentially of just, you know, ever increasing, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, extravagance, the to Berkeley kind of stuff. I was getting into those last year.
4: Yeah, those to. classics are the ones you imagine if you were like, went back in time to the late 50s, early 60s and would walk around a big studio lot, you, you know, it'd be like Seas, you'd walk in yeah. and just see something massive going on because they really were. Yeah,
1: but I think insane. it's what, what stands
0: up with those is more the dancing than the singing, though. Mm. I think that comes more yeah. later, doesn't it? With the real Belters. Yeah. You know? a artificial spectacle. Yeah, I enjoyed the, um, there was the very Technicolor French film,
1: um, it was but the Brothers really of Cherbourg.
2: I don't know what
1: that is. Yeah. It's meant to be like the main inspiration for La La Land, isn't it? In yeah. many ways. Yeah. It's certainly
0: like it's one of these kind of, kind of mid 60s Technicolor kind of great sort of musicals. It's like some the whole film, um, and um, but it's it's a French film. I think you'd enjoy it. If you enjoy
1: Singing in the Rain that kind of era, they'd probably mm. do it as a blind watch.
2: Yeah, I'll check that one out. That sounds cool.
1: My favourite is probably Weirdly rather than the. Film version, just talking musicals in general. It's probably Rocky Horror Show, mm-hmm. and they like because I saw it at a very impressionable age uh, <laughs> when I was like eight years old like, on stage, and it just blew me away. I was like, "This is absolutely amazing!" And not only like the songs are incredible, yeah, no, but no, I think no. just because when you're eight years old in the nineties. Watching Rocky, Rocky Horror Show like introduces you to some new ideas. Like, you, you are, back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Area.
0: And we're all from Bournemouth, and you would never get those ideas anywhere else.
1: So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very conservative town. So Where yeah, are you from? Uh, but we're all from Bournemouth originally. Oh, are you all from Bournemouth? Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And then we all, well, me, both me and Paul ended up in Brighton, and Max in London. Now, Congratulations uh, on getting
3: out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: exactly. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, Rocky Horror is just absolutely unreal. I like the film as well. Have you yeah. done
2: Rocky Horror on the podcast? It's on the list.
1: It's on the um, list. I saw
0: it uh, on stage uh, with Ainsley Harriet as the narrator. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said
2: awesome. as the narrator, not just I saw it with Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Ainsley Harriet as Rocky. Yeah. I can't quite imagine. Uh, he just got fired from Ready City Cook. Uh, and... Why did he
1: get fired from Ready City Cook? Well uh, outgrew it. No. too big for it. <laughs> Red Tomato Day. <laughs> right. Okay, well, we're here today to get back on the Star Trek trip. Yeah, uh, we're so back time. returning yeah. to our regular mission. Um, we did a series of episodes where we had rabid fans of each of the TV Trek iterations on to kind of convince us that they were worth watching, pick episodes for us to watch. It was very interesting. We, I think, we got reasonably turned around, or at least yeah, one so, of us on each one got turned so around. So
4: the, uh, we watched the pilot for each one to get us an introduction, and then our rapid fan guest brought one of their favourites that both that, that best kind of summed up the series. There, there was right. no fan available for the animated series. So was... No, we, we went <laughs> alone on that one. And so now with the revisiting, we've since then just been watching as much as we can of the, the series, and now back to the original series, we're kind of flipping it. So we're now the... rabbit fans, question
1: mark bringing in an episode that we've picked
4: for a newcomer.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Jen is our newcomer today. Uh Jen, can you give me what Star Trek credentials? So what I mean by that is what have you seen? What have yeah. you seen? What was your first experience with Trek?
2: So my like my most prevalent memory of it is like the sort of late 90s Star Trek. So I'm not going to be able to name what it is. And my brain kind of actually melds that and like Babylon 5 together and whatever. Right. And, you know,
0: WCW wrestling. Has wow. Been, has the rock in. was in Voyager. Yeah, yeah. What a
1: mashup. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, um, but yeah, like that kind of Janeway kind of era. Right, and, Voyager. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to get into Star Trek. I'm going to like see what it's all about. And I've tried watching like the early episodes, like the very first ones. And yeah, they were all right in like a campy way, but I never really stuck with it. So it was good to watch a couple and kind of because I had to. Yeah.
1: So today <laughs> yeah, <under> we
0: <laughs> have
4: hopefully convinced you from our rock solid choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am really intrigued as to how many people out there have kind of dipped in since they've all been yeah. on Netflix because the ease at which you can just kind of jump exactly. around. Exactly. Yeah. And knowing it's all there.
1: Well, I don't think we would have really been able to do this show properly without Netflix no. having they don't need access. any
4: more promotion. The
0: yeah.
1: end. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Netflix. If you'd like to sponsor, us, please. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody
4: I work with recently has recently just got Netflix and is quite like new to it, and she's like horrified at the, at the way it instantly tries to play the next episode when you start stuff. She's just uh, like, right. oh my god,
1: get out of my head! Give me a second to breathe. Like it's yeah. just making me binge. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's always when you're like halfway through the credits, and sometimes mm. you just want those credits to soak yeah, in. I think I find that the most annoying thing. Yeah, it really, really annoys me. You have to kind of have your phone ready. You go, no! Surely there should be an option just in the menu to turn that off. Like, yeah, uh, well, have you seen because you download episodes to watch on the train mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. Have you seen now you have to turn off smart downloads because it tries to download oh, the yeah. next episode for you straight away like it's just yeah. oh, I've had to turn that off that's yeah, really annoying if you're watching it via download and you're on
4: your Wi-Fi where it can do it for you it'll be like oh approaching the end of this one yeah this yeah, yeah. And then,
1: especially yeah. with Trek where I'm like try cherry pick yeah, uh, I don't like, like, I <laughs> want to do fuck you I want shit one like, I um, want to so there are shit ones right <laughs> uh, yeah well Paul you'd know better than any of us because you have watched Every original series episode, and yeah, how I was
0: seventy some eight, maybe Jeez, yeah, yeah but fifty
2: like, minutes,
0: yeah, and I did it in the last <laughs> so you know year how and a are. They are.
2: Really
0: long. Yeah. Jen's complained I mean, about having to watch yeah, three exactly. already. Some <laughs> of them, some of them, feel longer than 50 minutes as well. I put it That way, um, yeah, I gotta say, it started an absolute joy, continued being mostly a joy in series two, and became a bit of a slog in series three. Um, yeah, it was hard going. There's some there's some gems in there, but. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of, like, you guys wonder why I picked this one and that, so. Yeah, we're very intrigued. So, yeah, well, I'm not we'll, going first, no, though, no, 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 We'll,
1: no, we'll but... go in chronological oh, but, order, Yeah, think, so, so we, yeah, episodes.
0: so Liam's picked one, I'm going to go yep.
4: second, because mine's the second
0: season. Yeah, and then is, Matt is third. Yeah, and I think if we
1: just
4: sort of introduce why we've picked it, mm. a bit about, you know, how it came to be on mm. our radars, and then, uh.
1: And yeah, yeah, if we say perhaps if we say if there were any like other like also rans that we were thinking about picking, Mm -hmm. and then why we came to this one. Also, so you've watched the whole thing, yeah, very very well done. Uh, What were you about to say? I was just gonna say like um, you know how you said about like having the rabbit fans on earlier on and kind of like
0: convincing us to you know that they really liked this particular iteration. So space nine Voyager. You know, Sophie like picked that really good episode of Voyager, and I kind of like was shitting on it a little bit Voyager at the outset. And I kind of like since then I've been watching loads more, and like it really does hold up. And I've kind of like my memory of it like was it just it wasn't mm. going to be good on the rewatch, but I got to say it's
4: like probably my second favorite. Oh, ah, interesting. Because uh, after we started doing the first one, the first episodes, I did kind of jump around the series. But now as we're heading to these revisited ones, I'm just going to watch ones. Leading we do. so mm. when I get around the voyage, I'm going to try and cram because mm. yeah, I kind of fell off that boat. In just trying to juggle all the others, you know. Although yeah. I, d- I think I've still only done about three
1: Enterprise. So. So. <laughs> I've got to say, yeah, I think that v- Voyager, I mean, obviously we'll talk about this on our Voyager episode, but so far at least has probably had the most, like, apart from original series, that's probably had the most classics crop up where well, I've gone, fucking hell, that's an amazing episode going, like, really, really good. Um, How many episodes have you watched of Original Series? Around about 20. So I've been kind of cherry-picking.
4: So at a certain point, maybe back before we did the first episode of Original Series, I kind of found this list. It was on Variety or somewhere like that, that kind of listed the 100-something greatest Trek episodes across all the series. And so I went through that and basically put all of them into lists for each of the things, which gave me about kind of 15 to 20 per series. I've been working through that and then expanding out ones that I want to see as and when or ones that you point out and stuff so original series still is the most I've watched of any
1: series at the moment I mean yeah if you've watched like 20 original series that's got to be like wall-to-wall like classics pretty much like yeah I
4: mean yeah they're all they're all like ones that they say to check out except maybe one or two over Christmas because for some reason the horror channel Always shows original series Star Trek. And whenever I'm home. The horror. Yeah. Whenever I'm home with my parents. Season 3. Which is just over yeah. Christmas, I always seem to catch one. So I think Mud's Women I watched over at Christmas. And then the one, there's another one around that which was pretty bad. That's in the list. But yeah.
1: I've watched 43 so far of original series. So quite a I few. Think you're scratching on the wall like you're like doing days in prison. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, am going to come round to my pick first, because chronologically it is the uh, first episode on uh, out of the three. Uh, this is the Corbomite Maneuver. Is that how you say Corbomite? Corbomite. It's because I almost say the Corbonite Maneuver Corbonite, every, yeah. every time. <laughs> Basically, it would be
0: really indecisive.
3: It's bluffing, isn't it? Has
4: there been a nerdy like newspaper headline writer
1: that's using that? Chatting about... Oh, I, like hope so. well, I hope <laughs> so. I hope so. It's the This is season one, episode 10. Um, although, you're net, if you're watching along with us on Netflix, I think this will be down as episode 11, as they have The Cage as the first mm-hmm. one. Um, well, well, explain
2: that to me. What the is
1: Cage is the unaired pilot... Right. um which has now aired. <laughs> yeah, it was made it's basically uh, they made a pilot of Star Trek about a year before the rest uh with a different captain. And like, yeah just 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 for laughs. Just, just just um, with a different captain and then went And sad. then yeah. They, they yeah they said right let's scrap that do a new pilot with Kirk. Mm. Did that. That is what aired. And then they went on, and then in the 80s sometime, obviously, there were enough kind of uh, fervent Star Trek fans to say, we want the pilot, yeah. and so they screened it, but now it's become very much part of Star Trek continuity, so it's always included. They do like a repeat run, mm-hmm. or on Netflix, for example, it's there as the first yeah. one, yeah. and now, especially as the captain in it, has now come in as a major character in the new Star Trek Discovery, so that's and grind. Yeah. Well, speaking
4: new about Discovery, you know, no spoilers or anything, but there's an episode in season two coming up where the previously on is the cage. Yeah, which is mental. Yeah. So it's just like previously on Star Trek Discovery. It was like the,
3: <laughs> or <just> the cage. <laughs> which and I then... can't wait
4: for, because that, that's like, just insane. Yeah. I mean... Because then it goes from old Nimoy Spock to like, of beer yeah. and it's like this is happening after that oh, okay I mean it's
1: mad to me that they're doing you that get a double going you? yeah because like, yeah. <laughs> you just think well, like anyone, anyone. <laughs> who is watching it who genuinely isn't aware of like the old stuff just be like what, what? <laughs> but it works as like
4: it's like a sequel episode the Discovery one tied, like doing them doing Cage and that Discovery episode back to back is a hell of a movie I guess, I guess. Up the Discovery episode. <laughs> right
1: The Corbinite Maneuver, as it will now be known. (laughs) Season 1, episode 10, written by Jerry Saul, directed by Joseph Sargent. Um this have you got a plot description Matt you said you did Uh well I've got the entire bloody thing Oh, f- you, do, we need an IMDb. like yeah, one line line of, what is this I can sum up the plot that's literally okay really, yeah go yeah. on Jen
2: yeah so they're in this spaceship right and <laughs> 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 uh, basically they're just like hanging up but then this like cube comes at them right isn't it yeah it just like comes at them just gets in it's their right so far. way yeah, yeah, it's okay, like, right. up in their grill it won't move away Um, and then it starts like Freaking out the ship, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's like a they talk to it, right? Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then you have to forgive me because I don't really know all their names as well. I know, um, Kirk, James Kirk, right? Yes. Yes. Bond, James Bond. Yes. Uh, Spock. Yep. Uh the Scottish one,
1: um, <laughs> the, the Scotty one, yes. yeah.
2: and the the creepy like pedo doctor
1: guy. <laughs> doctor.
2: Like, he's got an energy. Doctor Bones like, McCoy. He's, he's got an energy. Why do you
1: think he's a pedo? Is it because he just lurks?
2: He's got a, he's got that look.
1: He's got a veto
0: look.
2: He has I mean, got something going on with he
0: looks like, May yeah, he rest uh, in peace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an inquest in the
4: NHS, like, you know, struck off. Like, yeah. yeah. He, he, well,
2: yeah he's, he's the doctor, isn't he? Yeah. He's he yeah, the
4: yeah. oldest one of the original, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's like, the, the oldest one. Yeah, there's just far, something yeah.
2: about his face, like, honestly,
0: that I don't trust in it.
2: Yeah. And it, it, does he Is he bad later? Or is it... no. No, okay. <laughs> no. There's
0: been no revelations post his death in 1997. Right, okay, and
2: good. May he rest in peace. So then, like, an alien comes on the screen and it's like... Uh, you'll you know stop <laughs> and then um and then it's like i'm gonna blow up the ship because i'm a dick and then there's like do you want me just to do the whole plot yeah, like, oh, right, uh, yeah why not so, okay and then um they outwit it with cold um cold hard bluffing poker facing yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah against spock's uh, logic like he's like no we've got Our own games, you know, like... I'll teach it to you sometime. And then, um yeah and basically do you want me to reveal the end as
1: well uh, perhaps if we, we say on, yeah, we'll it, hold twist, off on the twist then. and I have to say it's yeah, yeah. like an
2: M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> feel like I was literally
1: <laughs> shook
3: right. we'll
1: hold off on yeah. the, the M. M. Night <laughs> twist I'll, right I'll now I'll get to it Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, um, I
4: wonder if that's the reason of why you picked it in that the bulk of the episode is kind of just like a crew versus unknown entity it's very much all set on the bridge pretty much is that sort of, like, why uh, Well, I, I didn't pick it because of the ending Um. So.
2: <laughs> well can I just say I, I really liked it Actually, okay, I, I really liked Episode, it was the first one that I watched. Um, it's probably the one I liked the most, not to, not to spoil ahead. anything. I but, um, but yeah, I, I had a good time with it because it was, it was more like what I was expecting from Star Trek. It was okay. like it was smart, but it was like because I really like Twilight Zone, that's like my thing that I watch mm. a lot, and it was it was more like a sort of a bit of a riddle. And there was a bit of like a I like the whole bluffing thing and the whole making up the Corbomite or whatever it's called yeah it Just I liked, I thought it was a good episode
1: yeah yeah no I, I mean obviously I agree and the twist I it, it, it did like shake me to the call <laughs> it was really good it was really good um, yeah I mean you're kind of right in the sense of I picked it because I think it is representative of kind of more what people imagine Star Trek to be I think the more kind of hard SF Um, like to me this is Star Trek the motion picture done right in a lot of ways in the sense of (laughs) Paul is
3: disgusting
1: (laughs) Uh, um, in the sense of you know it's kind of them just in the ship Mm. on the bridge against a kind of unknown force and it's not really particularly represented by anything apart from like this Cuban -er kind of a face that be doesn't move. More of the unknown than it was yeah, yeah, completely like, that. Well, they love the their outside, shapes. From the outsider's
2: point of view, that's what Star Trek is. It's like, cause as somebody who doesn't know a lot about Star Trek, they're always compared, aren't they? Star Trek and Star Wars, and people say like, you're either one or the other, which I know point yeah. isn't true. But Star Wars is like bright lights, flashy, like <coughs> lasers, blah blah blah. Star Trek is always considered as being, like, the smarter one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Slam, yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh, grown-up. Think... I've learned it's not from the other, <laughs> other <terms laughs> it, but the, the, that one is. Well, I
4: did wonder big. if you watched that first, because when that alien head appears, it is quite obviously fake, which ties into the twist. But did, yes. were you just, like, part of you just like, well, it's the 60s and it's Star Trek. I bet this is trying to be just a genuine well, alien well, here.
2: Well, I wasn't sure because that's what I love. I mean, that's what makes it... Look, I think it was good. I'm not going to shit on it. I'm just saying that's what makes it bearable for me as well, is that even a bad episode I can watch because I love all of that kitsch, like, like, early stuff. That's why I like The Twilight Zone. But... I was a bit confused actually because this version on Netflix, like, yeah, it has some old cranky effects, but also it's got loads of new effects in it as well. Yes. What's yes. the deal with that? They're fucking awful. Paul,
0: you're probably the best person to explain Well, this. they redid the effects in like the early 2000s, like. But so I just
2: want to see the old ones. Yeah. I want to know what, what was in the pla- in their place. Yeah.
0: I mean, there was. it are not that bad, can they? Yeah, they are that bad. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. I I think it's with, very jarring. They're, they're pretty ropey, yeah. Like, yeah, they've tried to approximate, like, they haven't gone full on, like, trying to make it photorealistic, I don't think, with. with Effects, I think they could
4: have done them be- better mm. than they did, but I think they wanted to kind of keep it. It was enough yeah. to, uh, to, enough so to kind of fool me because first time around I was like, Oh, they've aged well. Those, yeah, sets basically. So, yeah. But yeah, they, yeah.
0: Uh, if you wait to the credits, which Netflix lets you, um, you can see like stills of like what the original effects look like because they didn't ever update the credits, which are always like still images from episodes, yeah, right? Right, um, and like on the Blu ray set, you can flip between the, the original versions and the new ones. But oh, that's like cool. Netflix have only loaded up the, the redo version annoyingly but
1: you own a copy of the Roddenberry Vault yes, Um yeah. created by our good friend Roger Lay Jr yeah um, and you can watch either that one on is that the, oh that, that's got the original tapes yes. on it in HD quality yeah they,
0: they, they did all the they restored it properly and mm. then they just said okay now on top of the restoration I'm going to do this so but you yeah. can watch the old effects in HD mm. on your yeah. one yeah 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 so um, I'm a bit
2: of a purist for that stuff like I, yeah. I do like even though I'm not a big Star Trek fan like I was actively annoyed by it I was like I don't want to see
0: yeah the CGI spaceship no I think um, if I had the option I would have done that but I think Netflix is free well it's not free but I've already paid for it <laughs> Yes, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know um, so I was like I don't gonna get the sets so and kind of just do this the way it's because I thought my first watch should be how they went out in the 60s yeah, yeah. You know, I like like the, the matte paintings and the you know they're just sort of like you know sticking them all against the blue screen, walking you know into these massive it's paintings.
2: It's charming. It
0: is. It is the yeah. handmade aspect
1: of it, but it's um uh, not the case. I agree completely, actually, because I'm a massive kind of old school Doctor Who fan, and obviously the effects in that are pretty dog shit. And but however, I want to watch those effects. So when I watch the old show, there's on the a lot of the DVDs and Blu-rays, there is an option to kind of watch a version with updated CG. Oh, they have effects. They, they've that. done it on a lot of old dot two. Yeah, not all of them, but they not like, it's like this sixty series, and it suddenly cuts to like yeah, tents, yeah, like thing flying. But there's definitely like you know options, or it's it's usually stories where they think the old effects are particularly terrible. <laughs> like there's, they're the ones
4: you want to see well, exactly. There's a
1: there's a story for the 80s called Kinder one of Peter Davidson's stories where it's a really revered extremely well scripted story but at the end there's a giant uh, inflatable snake (laughs) and it obviously it it looks terrible yeah it really really looks awful and so because of that they kind of went this is like this really revered story (laughs) which has unfortunately this really shitty effects in it let's just do a new version of that's the only effect they've changed because they just know that it gets laughed at so hard and they're like, you know, we, we need to give this story the reverence it deserves. And so they've updated the CG on the snake everything like that and made and made it... And it actually... It looks pretty good, and they, they've, they've integrated it very well. I take but, a hard line on this.
2: But I'm at the sorry. same time, yeah, I want to no, watch the original. I don't yeah. care
1: about the integrity of the story. If Schindler's List had a
2: <laughs> plastic snake in it,
1: <laughs> I'd
2: say keep it
1: in. I, it would TV. have been better for it. I
0: think. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The only thing I've ever wanted to change was the opening shot Casino. The what open
1: opening shot Casino. So basically opening shot Oh, casino. God. Yeah. yeah,
0: so Robert De Niro walks to a car, mm. s- sips in... The driver's seat turns the ignition, and in, in a jump cut, turns into a dummy sitting in a different position, <laughs> and then the car
1: explodes. And it's so obvious, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so just,
0: obvious. But it's, like, it's like sits forward. It, it, like it keeps just gone forward. It's <laughs> somebody's put the wrong thing, and it's just so obviously like basically yeah. could have been had the yellow <laughs> and black kind of like you know checker thing on the side from one of those crash <laughs> <Like> dummies <crashes laughs> dummy. Yeah, <I> know, <laughs> the wig's just coming off like, and it's
1: because it's a brilliant
0: film yeah, it's and, a br- it's and, br- a and it's a brilliant idea, opening it's a great idea for an opening shot like yeah Um, but it's so bad Excuse and you think like Martin Scorsese would just not allow it in his film to be something so obvious like up front it's, it's bizarre yeah it is my mind. But, uh, uh,
1: but if Jen saw it I'm sure she'd be like no I'm the dumb dummy I, I,
2: <laughs> well look I mean it's about imagination isn't it You've got to do, I, I can get invested into a Punch and Judy show like it's fine like I don't yeah
3: just keep it as is it's almost
4: like a weird kind of uncanny valley effect isn't it when your, your brain's going I know this is from the 60s so I'm expecting certain levels and then when something jumps out it's like oh that's pulling me out and if it pulls you out at the moment it's not doing its job right is it's it?
2: arrogant as well because it, the reason why it's arrogant is because if you have this whole episode that you know looks a certain way and then you have this one bit of CG what they're essentially saying is oh no but the rest of the episode's fine but mm. it's not like it was still yeah looks that's kind a good frown. point like the sets are still
0: wobbly and stuff yeah. and, mm-hmm. and those costumes like are atrocious well they're polo necks things that are going on this is great before they kind of refine some of the final things down so it's mm-hmm. a little bit ropey definitely yeah well this
1: mm-hmm. is the first episode that was actually filmed after the two pilots mm-hmm. uh, so that's why definitely I mean Spock in this, like Leonard Nimoy, his performance is still slightly odd. Like it's not refined as it would be. Like the bit where he's on the screen, yeah. he's like Spock here. Like he's smiling That's at
0: times legit. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: uh, his blush is not quite right either. It's very, very prominent
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it is the first appearance of like Bones in the horror. Like the first, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah Thing yeah. they ever did. Yeah. yeah. Uh so it got lots of firsts in it. Um, uh, first appearance of
0: Bailey as well. Uh the Ronald um, Bailey. Bailey is the um the helmsman, like well no a con officer that like uh, basically continually That's gets freaked to roll, doesn't yeah, it? Just gets freaked out by the by the cube and uh that kind of stuff. His meltdown but, was amazing. But, oh, you yeah. see the one in the yellow... What, yeah. No, yeah, the one's yeah. another one. He kind of just, like,
4: got, bit, it got sent to his court oh,
2: yeah, and yeah, he it was back to his didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, I, I don't see what
0: Kirk sees in him at all because he's saying, like, you know, he's been done nothing but be, like, completely useless. He can't even fire the guns on time and you think that's kind of a lot of people's lives depending on <laughs> button, when you pressing the button. When they say press the <laughs> button, it's like,
1: <laughs> Freezing up, I definitely replace him. And he's sort of xenophobic well, towards of does, Spock but... at the beginning as yeah. well, isn't he? I what love he the sh- I love the shade that Spock threw back at him. Well, yeah. I can't remember what he said. There's a bit at the start where he says something. Um, he makes some oh, reference. Yeah, no, he says sorry for having adrenaline. Like uh, it's uh, a human yeah. emotion. You yeah. wouldn't know about that. Spock. Yeah, and he goes Well, if, if it sounds interesting, you should have it removed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's go through this a bit. I mean, so at the beginning, the Enterprise is star mapping across the universe. and um, and Spot points out that they're mapping it because no one else has ever been out this far. And for me, this set up immediately that we're really journeying into the unknown. You're like, wow, it feels so kind of well, it, the first frontier, like you know what Enterprise should have felt like mm. in terms of really going. Because this feels more like what Enterprise should have felt like for me than Enterprise does. Well, getting Is out it, there, for uh, the first time. yeah, for the first time, like we're really because it adds that danger and. It, it, There's a genuinely like weird and surreal feeling to the episode because the kind of stuff that we're seeing. It's quite abstract, like, and you feel as kind of weirded out as the crew obviously do as well, because they've never faced anything like this before. You go to the gym a lot of the time. Do you ever see wall wall gym, like where you do little steps?
0: Oh, in his wall? workout
3: routine.
1: Incredible. The, 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 the space oh yeah, think you start there like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, do yeah. you do that it. one a uh, lot? <laughs> I I can't I can't say I do. Um, I am having physiotherapy on my ankle at the moment, so like yeah. Sure, but, you need
0: Doctor McCoy to patch well, yeah. you up and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and obviously
1: get you to some wall exactly. gym Exactly. you know when I saw this, I was like, it reminded me. of of the comic books of Star Trek episode we did recently where he's on
0: the trampoline yeah where well, there's a scene
1: of Kirk <laughs> on the Travelling working out and I was like this is the era of Kirk they were thinking of well it? he's
0: walking about his top on through the, through the corridors for his crew I think it's laid a little this. bit laid back yeah he <laughs> never <laughs> has it on I mean it? if somebody else was doing that like he'd be
1: like put your shirt on like instead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like only the captain can get his guns out <laughs> yeah I think <laughs> it potentially counts as sexual harassment <laughs> <It's> 100% <like. laughs> but I love that McCoy just ignores that red alert to keep Kirk sweating like, uh, he's oh, just, yeah. like, he kind of has a roguish smile. And it is just kind of like, McCoy, that, like, red alert could genuinely be, like, really, <laughs> like, I don't really fucking. I'll go down with like... this shit if it means I can
3: torture
4: you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, any... That's the thing with Bones, I think, we see in a few of these episodes, actually, that he just loves to keep people down, if he can have the power for a bit, he's just like, all right, I'm loving this. So he is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he is it. Yeah. Well, he well, this just comes back in people. the episode we, we later, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. Um...
0: I, I liked the uh, you know the idea of the fly paper this 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 um the cube is like keeping them there yeah like as a distraction and I like that kind of bit the sense of like you know the mystery of it is kind of scary and I think that's I think you have Bailey there who does overplay it a bit but I think having people kind of generally freak <laughs> out by like something they just cannot get to grips with mm-hmm. and whether they do it just keeps on following mm-hmm. them um, I thought it was pretty good and I think when you get to the you know the, the Baylock gives them ten minutes to live. And I mean, I think it's about twenty minutes, isn't it? Actually, in reality, but like um, it's—you generally feel like them losing it a little bit, which is quite good. This early on to see them the characters develop that way. Yeah, it's real kind of like nuclear submarine tension, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think the camera Fingering work pulse. really helps. In this one, they never did... I mean, you saw two later episodes, Jen, but, like, you might have just seen... Remember the Corbinite movie? There's, like, these random, like, shots down from the ceiling where mm-hmm. they kind of go zoom in on the, on the dashboard. Well, I've and actually got a note on here that yeah. says, is the cameraman drunk? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it I, it's all it is mental. I know. They were a lot more locked down later on. But I think it's, like... There were some nice bits where he's, like, handheld following him to the lift and he comes out on a different set. Mm-hmm. Though it's, is that like he's gone somewhere. And um, so... Yeah,
1: I think there was there was some things visually that were different. Yeah. this one that added a bit to the
3: tension, yeah, I would yeah. say, for the um,
1: submarine feel. But I'd say the lighting in this one is a lot more atmospheric than a lot of episodes. I think a lot of kind of episodes of it are just kind of feel like floodlit of mm. the bridge, where this the lighting just feels yeah, just a lot more atmospheric, um, a lot more like the submarine kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, you you genuinely do feel like this is a submarine drama. I kind of wish, I really
4: enjoyed with Bailey being there. So that Bailey guy, this is a, Any appearance, I presume? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I quite like the idea of having disposable people on the bridge. It's so almost like red shirts for the bridge. Because that would be quite a cool way of having somebody there freak out or be expendable in some way in high-pressure episodes. Because um, once it gets to like the core crew, nothing bad ever really happens on the bridge, per se. But yeah. I liked having that wild card where it's like, I don't know this guy, who the fuck is Bailey, I don't really care, so he can go as nuts as he wants. And just <laughs> bit of like an outlier of like, I don't know where this is going. Well, at this time, you thought he might be part of
0: the regular crew, I suppose, because it's early enough that people yeah. wouldn't known him yet. so yeah, yeah. I was like, Gary?
4: Is that Gary <laughs> no, he's
2: supposed to be, isn't he? Cause he? said they said, like, doesn't the Doctor say, like, oh, you promoted him too fast
0: or whatever? and then you said he is disposable he's like totally disposable but they
2: they dump him (laughs) off on the planet
1: can't wait to get rid of him he's he's done nothing to earn an ambassadorship but he's (laughs) essentially promoted for being useless well they actually Kirk kind of he actually admits to Kirk at the end he's like really sir me I'm totally shit and like Kirk is like oh that's good because then they'll see the worst of us (laughs) and the best well maybe just the worst and yes I am abandoning (laughs) you with an alien baby boy but off (laughs) you go (laughs) I'll never see you again Um, I should mention that part of the uh the real tension that they build up with the kind of confinement in on that bridge set uh for me is probably down to the fact
3: mm.
1: that this is directed by Joe Sargent who also directed the original taking of Powerhand 123 oh that's me. yeah yeah it's the, uh, it's, this is his only uh episode star trek he directed oh. Um, but that is very much a uh, hostage confined situation as well and so I was like oh yeah I can see that he would go on to do something like that it that makes sense yeah, really yeah. really works kind of really ratches up the tension he also directed Jaws the Revenge <laughs> so oh, yes I have seen that movie like, somewhere before that's you why know, <laughs> <beautiful laughs> <stuff. laughs> uh, I also like the score on this episode as well I mm-hmm. think the score's really good it's clearly written particularly for this episode well that's a, that's quite a rarity
0: as well because they didn't have the budget for an orchestra for websites there's a lot of reused music, but when you do get like one that's actually seems specific, it does look so much more effective. Yeah, 100%. Mm. You know, it's just not just like insert so dramatic music here, yeah da yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. like this one actually has a lot more going for it I think we've mentioned that before in terms of other episodes of other series like I mentioned the Brian Tyler composed score for one of the Enterprise episodes of the Borg and it is completely when you feel like this music has been specifically written Mm. for this drama Mm. like it it works so much better
4: I think I read it might be this episode it's one of the three where they were shooting certain reaction shots for the first time that then got later reused again and again so there's certain shots of like Sulu turning around being like (laughs) yes that they just use all the time, but at this point, and this is fresh. This is new footage now. I it it's you. like that's not just in animation. Then just reusing <laughs> yeah. the same. I yeah. like, you know, just. I think they said it's whenever Sulu turns around and says, "Like,
1: look at that weird thing on screen." It's just
4: the same shot. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. It's <laughs> always an animated series yeah, yeah. for the
1: animated series. Like, uh, it, actually, you know what, Jen? I think you might be right about McCoy because there is a bit that I wrote down here. <laughs>
2: well, he's a pedo. Well, 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 no, not just in
1: being a dick, where he right. full-on fat-shames Kirk. And puts does him he... on puts him on the salad. It's like you oh, put yeah. on a few pounds, Jim old boy. Like, I mean...
2: He does, doesn't he? And yeah. he changes his diet card. Yeah. <laughs> and I
1: like the idea of a
2: diet card. I was
1: like, what is that? It's like restrictive. Like he puts it into the computer, they're like, only no chocolate for you, fat boy. <laughs> Uh, and I like He'll the
3: fact <laughs> <laughs> he's like McCoy I
1: uh, like the fact that as usual the Enterprise is basically referred to as Kurt's girlfriend because mm. he's always like a yeah. jealous her over the Enterprise and he says like, he doesn't want a female Yeoman because he already has one woman to worry about the this Enterprise She's darn shit <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. the
2: woman to I
0: need
2: mean. <laughs> <laughs> who is that, that woman Um what did it's, it say Yeoman yeah it's Yeoman yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's like Yeoman yeah,
0: yeah, Janice Rand like is her name and she was um, she was a recurring character earlier on in the series but the actress had problems with alcohol and had to
3: leave the <laughs> yeah, show I,
4: I can about, tell I yeah. heard about it it was really sad because yeah she's in a few episodes and then she's kind of let go but she used to keep coming back to set to hang out with her friends until it, until it says she ended up she couldn't do that anymore because it was too painful to be like sort of at work hanging with work friends oh when, when you've been fired basically and so mm. she stopped doing it after a while but then she kind of but then it says she remet didn't do anything for a while and then bumped into uh, McCoy in like 77 and Unemployment Centre <laughs> so he's there just doing
1: jobs. <laughs> <up and standing laughs> <like>, oh, <I'm laughs> two years prior yeah. to motion picture and that, when were,
4: that was when they were getting into like, the convention scene and stuff and then she re-met Roddenberry right. and he said something like I really regret writing you out and yeah. then that's how she came back for the movie oh is she in the movie? she's yeah, in motion yeah. picture and At number 3 and 4 and 6 yeah. well I really
0: like her
2: but she, I think she kind of stands out yeah. in the episode, she's got a great line when all the power's gone and she comes back and she's got a pot of coffee. Yes. And they go, coffee? (laughs) I thought there was no power. And she goes, I used a hand phaser and zap hot coffee. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really liked that as well, just because it added some real levity to what yeah, was going immediate. on. Like her turning up with Ingenuity. like coffee halfway yeah. through this insanely tense standard. I mean, you, you could lady. say
2: that. It added to some classic 60s sexist uh, stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> I it's just, just, like just
1: like the way you like it, yeah. <laughs> Levity or sexist <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> now we're like like t- in a life-of-life <laughs> situation. So I will take a cast. Coffee's extremely hot.
2: Madman in space.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like well, yeah. Actually, I suppose if you think about it, it's essentially going. What a stupid woman! The fact that she's thinking (laughs) about coffee at a time like this. Like, yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I think the alien's face is super iconic. I think Mm. the fact that it's still and doesn't move actually, for me, makes it even more weird. Because when I watch it, I don't go instantly. Oh, that's fake. I go, I watch it and just go, well, "What the fuck is that? We've never been mm-hmm. out this far. We don't know what's here. Who's to say that this like it's just alien, like, jeky-ass-looking yeah, like yeah, yeah, who's to say that this alien yeah. actually moves its mouth it's or anything like anyone? Or uh, that it's just literally like there, like that's it. It never fucking moves, and that's even freakier. Well, I, like, the screen's all
2: wobbly, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, they okay. can't quite make it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right with that being iconic because both Futurama
4: and The Simpsons have spoofed it in their yes. credits. Yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Be it, and Mr. Burns in one
1: as well.
2: That's probably where I kind of recognised mm. it from.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff in this episode which has been kind of spoofed and parodied. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like a
4: lot yeah. of things I've been discovering just from watching surgery. I'm like, oh, I recognise this. This yeah. is through just osmosis of stuff. Cause well,
2: Futurama is like yeah. basically any kitsch thing from the
1: 60s. <laughs> it's taken, like the amount of Twilight Zone references in It's ridiculous. The Scary door. <laughs> yeah. but yeah I agree with what you were saying earlier as well in terms of the chess poker kind of like stalemate and analogies mm-hmm. that they use I think work really really well I think it really ratchets up the tension you've got Sulu doing his countdown uh, okay, everybody's like... interested. <laughs> so interested yeah, <laughs> yes. I, mean, I think that, that moment is amazing I think like yeah it's like oh, 10 9 eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, really like that. I and know. I think it really, considering, like Jen says, these episodes are 50 fucking minutes long, yeah. I think it holds that tension. It holds it all the way through. I think it works
2: with this episode,
1: like, because yes. it is tense,
2: but I don't know if that length works in all of the episodes. So <laughs> well,
1: yeah, we shall get on to that. I think Kirk is fucking awesome in this episode. Yeah. That's another reason I picked it, in the sense of I love Kirk. I think watching it so far... Like, watch it, he is my favourite captain still. Uh, I just think the way he outmanoeuvres the alien, um, but is above any kind of pettiness with yeah. it. Like, he still wants to help them at the end and prove to the alien that they were peaceful all along. And um, the fact that he even gives the member of the crew who lost it a chance, mm-hmm. everything like that. It's just it's like... like optimistic he's ending. He's like a yeah. perfect captain, isn't he? He's kind of like, you know, you look at Kirk... At that point, he's kind of like everything we should aspire to be. Like apart from yeah. success, it's definitely it's definitely <laughs> one of those characters and performances
4: that kind of work on so many levels. Where you watch it, and if you've never seen it, you just kind of know the impersonations of Shatner. You kind of go, oh, I see what he's doing. He's doing, he's doing. You know, he's Shatner in space. But then the levels that that character goes through and the stuff, the like, uh, you know, things he goes through in throughout the whole series, it's really, um, it's really great. That's
2: something weird to me, because he's kind of made fun of now, and mm. I, I know it's because he's a bit of a joke now, but, like, in terms of that character, he's kind of pastiched a lot, and, that. Uh, but I did genuinely think when I was watching it, like, it's very charismatic, like, mm. the way he delivers lines isn't laughable, it's just interesting. Yeah, I agree completely. And, um, and, yeah, you're right, like, he's, he's just really good, like, just written down, literally... Um, what did I write down? Shatnit is so
3: good.
0: But I, I agree. That's my big takeaway from yeah. watching it as well. I yeah. realised like how you know important he was, like and the kind of like the charisma he brings to it, and just that kind of presence. Like you know, he control. <laughs> he has the situation. Like you know, he kind of no matter what gets thrown at him, he's able to hold it together for the crew. And I think you need not all people could do that and sell it. Yeah, you know that that's, that that grace under pressure. Mm.
2: Without getting too deep into it, can you guys just bring me up to speed slightly on like what is the impetus for it? Like, how, what what is the like? I've seen the first episode, but I can't really remember it. Like, why are they? What are they doing? Why are they going through <laughs> through space?
0: But it's basically they are they're on a five year mission. that's just sending them out further than they've gone before. So the federation's fairly established. There's a, like a federation of planets, that kind of thing. But it's all very much close to home, um, and they're they're on a mission. It's basically just to go and explore new life forms and new civilizations, but. That means it's constantly kind of like somebody new every week, mm-hmm. rather than kind of like you're not seeing the same thing. There's not an arc, season long arcs or anything nah. like that, where you have like, you get the occasional repeat offenders, but you know, the Klingons and the Romulans, you know, are quite known to like the average person on the street, you know, just like all Klingons. But they, they only appear in maybe like, six episodes in the 78 episodes or something like that. So it's like they, they make a big impression with very little screen time. A lot of it is just, you know, monster of the week kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think probably the reason they made a big impression is just because, as you say, like, turning kind of monsters or aliens are so rare yeah. on the show at that point. So it feels like, holy shit, these guys are in it again. It's amazing like, yeah. how much world building they do with, like, you know, where they don't really get a long
0: time to introduce. They don't do mm-hmm. an episode specifically on, like, you know, one civilization and then... Uh, you know, they come back and you kind of know that from before. You basically have to learn a whole new thing about somebody every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I agree. I think um, we'll see later as well how good they are at kind of building out the world um, in just one episode, going and 100%. Um So we should probably talk about the ending, yeah. which I think yeah. is a change of tone, everything. <laughs> like Yeah, it feels not of a piece of mm. the rest of the
0: episode. I, 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 know, I think it's the whole point of the episode though, isn't it? It's like... yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. It, yeah, I know it kind of, it's jarring in that you know you kind of got all this tension, but it's like it's the message of Star Trek, isn't it? It's most like in its most pure, I think.
2: I was alarmed.
0: By
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, let's get your impressions of
1: the ending, Jen.
2: I just didn't know what was going on. Like I just kind of like so. I, I they got there. I understood that they're on the ship. And then there was like a baby.
3: <laughs>
2: is it? Is it a baby? It's
1: not a baby. It's like it's, well, it's a child. It's a child. Head yeah, it is, is a child though, but with it's the, the a voice like of a grown of a grown man. man. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And he, they're the only one on the ship. Yeah.
0: Would it blow yeah. your mind to know that it's Ron Howard's brother?
2: Uh, no. I was thinking that when I
0: saw. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I
2: guess,
1: God, that is weird. I mean, Clint Howard, eight years old at the time. Yeah. Uh, But the voice is uh, a guy called Walter Edmiston, um, who's actually doing the voice of um, the baby boy at the end. (laughs) The the voice. The voice of the alien presence, like on the shit, is played by the guy who played Lurch in the original album oh. oh, really? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You don't get to hear his voice that much in that show. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, you get three different <laughs> actors essentially playing the same role, kind mm-hmm. of like in the episode, mm-hmm. which is weird. We must drink. This is Tranya. I hope you
2: relish it as much as I.
4: Um. But oh. and what was he up to? He was. Just trying to see if they were smart. He was testing. To, testing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's just yeah.
2: messing around.
1: Just keeping himself about. occupied. It's just like yeah. his cubes out in space, yeah. seeing what comes back. Well, that's the thing. It's that... The, the thing of it just all being a test, for me, like, diffuses the tension quite a lot. But, but at that it, point, it's the like,
4: last five minutes. So yeah.
1: But it kind of feels like either they were never in danger, or... They were, and this baby boy is just completely fucking nuts. Unlike, <laughs> he you know. does seem
2: unhinged. I mean, it has like the ending, like it's got one of those really weird, like sitcom endings where everyone just laughs
1: yeah. and walks out the room yeah.
3: slowly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bit where they're walking out, and you can kind of see their silhouettes, and so they're following this kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's weird. the guy just getting out the way, like you know, with a broom right behind there, like, <laughs> that set there. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely it, it feels so kind of like tacked on but I do I do agree with you Paul that says I do like it like because I think it's still it, it's a nice ending it kind of feels like oh after all that actually it was okay and it's kind of promotes the positive mm. message that Rolleries try to get across it wasn't some evil alien that they had to destroy actually it, in the end it ends a sort of you know kind of friendly negotiation but in it, was, the room. it was
4: lucky for the Balok the alien that no one else really got hurt. Can you imagine if everyone on the Enterprise, there's like a mutiny and everyone's killing each other and it's just <laughs> Kirk left and he gets there and the kid's like, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just i mean, you know, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just I,
3: I, Yeah,
4: I
0: think that might, Kirk might have had a, you know, quite worse, like, well, will you, you really going to blow us up? Like, you know, <laughs> <No>. um, because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, just out of earshot shot of
1: Bailey because I mean he's very sensitive <laughs> right now. Well because uh-huh. he says that the that the fake Baylot so he's got this random dummy from somewhere Yeah, he's come up with that. Center. And he goes like oh it's the hide to my Jekyll. Uh, I was just like, mate, what does that even mean? Well, not really. That analogy doesn't really make sense in this place. Because like, what you're saying is if, well, like, oh, well, I'm that guy, like, Whoo,
3: fucking nuts. Yeah,
1: like, he has scanned all the data banks, but he hasn't yeah. enough to actually read that book from, like,
0: yeah. cover. It's yeah. like synopsis, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the
2: aliens in this are so
0: up on, like, Earth culture, aren't they? Like... And that's the kind of one of the annoying things about Star Trek is that they every time they kind of talk about famous people they'll always go Isaac uh, always go really far back <laughs> like Isaac Newton like uh, you know and then they'll say Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare yeah. and Taurus IV <laughs> You know, or start, like you know, just and they just grab some random one they'll throw in there. Like, oh. yeah. it's always
1: that thing. Oh, there's been no there's one two, famous in between. Yeah, two famous people from Earth's history, and then one like made up one. But yeah, um, but yeah, overall, it, it, it still wins me. Despite that ending being a bit odd and a bit off, it wins me over because I, I think after all we've been through, I, I like that it's a positive ending. I like that Bailey gets kind of sort of redeemed, or does he? I mean, we never check back in on him. <laughs> on that mission do we he's just left out there you could tell if there was a deleted scene at the end it's Kirk and Spock and McCoy laughing on the bridge of the ship going Oh that fucking idiot he's down there <laughs> that kid ready. sea Ooh. loser <laughs> like, yeah.
4: this is the first episode where Spock says fascinating yeah suggested yeah. by the director yeah. as well apparently um, and Kirk once again uses the corbomite as a bluff in a later episode the deadly years Ooh, the he's always weirding it
1: out just like, oh no, we'll get okay. We've heard about this, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a catchphrase then.
2: Fascinating, Does that becomes sponsored. Yes, it becomes mm.
1: his catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, also, there's another catchphrase that's coined this one. Apparently, it's the first one where McCoy says, I'm a doctor, not a something. In this case, I'm not a moon shuttle conductor. Yeah, I've got that (laughs) written
2: down. What am I, a doctor or a moon shuttle
3: conductor? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Right, I'm walking here.
1: (laughs) And apparently it's the first one with the space, the final frontier bit in it. Um, Which I don't know whether they retroactively put that on the start of Mm. all the episodes afterwards, but apparently on original screening was the first. Because, yeah, as I say, it was filmed um, first after the two pilots, but they held it back because of the extensive special effects work that needed to be done (laughs) on the episode. (laughs) Which we never get to see. Or, like, you know, we'll have to go back and actually, I don't know, check out the real effects on YouTube to see if they were worth taking the time on. What about the Cube? was
2: that that redone? No, all of
1: it was. All 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 of of those effects, I think, really like cube and the big sphere that comes along. I think that's all redone. Every single thing that was outside the ship
0: has been redone. Yeah,
1: and that's like Mm -hmm. goes for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I must say, I thought that the I'd be interested to see the original effect of the sphere because I did find the scale and size of it quite terrifying mm. and thought that was effective. So I'd be interested to see how it holds up. For a cube. Like, well, no, no, <laughs> I'm, talking the, I'm talking about the sphere, the, the weird sphere with the nodules on it that comes out of them. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, later on. I think that's really <coughs> weird, just it's the way like, it expands <laughs> out. And everything. And yeah, I find that weird as well, the way it's kind of like... There's different levels of the yeah. thing. First there's the cube, then there's that, then you there's the You think you've face.
2: seen shapes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, don't don't go. A coming your way. Yeah. In general consensus agrees,
4: Liam. I think the AB Club gave the episode an A rating. Quite right. Um, describing it as the original series at its best, <laughs> gripping, well-paced and thematically coherent. <laughs> um, Hollywood Reporter ranked it as the 16th greatest episode of the original series. And uh,
1: Io Nine, the fourteenth best of all Star Trek. Excellent. Wow, there you go. Yeah, no, quite right. So, Jane, yes, you enjoyed this one the most. I at uh, the yeah. episodes. Yeah, definitely. So, I am the best. You win it. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And, and if I just wanted to pick the best episode, <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt and Paul, you were both big fans of this episode. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, it's one
0: of the classics that I enjoyed when I was watching the season one. Yeah, any
4: kind
1: of moment where
4: they're saying, on, they're on the bridge and they're talking to someone on the screen and then muting it and talking amongst themselves. That kind of mm-hmm. dynamic, I love.
1: Well, that's kind of
4: almost uh, precursors
1: to the kind of calm yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. In, yeah, but Waffle they weren't muting there. Like. They had to actually keep their voices down. Oh, yeah, yeah he, just, <laughs> I remember, yeah. he just turns round, doesn't he? He's like... <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: just like, you know, look at me while I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just not like I'm giving orders. <laughs>
2: yeah. okay. I mean, that's just great. Um, I mean, it was fun because it had a little bit of campy sort of like camaraderie, like joking at the start you know all the all the crew like like yeah. nudging each other and Did having the silly a sense jokes. of how
4: they work
3: together yeah
2: and then it has like like you said the kind of the drama bit which is like the riddle to be solved which is that kind mm-hmm. of logical mm-hmm. thing and then it also has like a bit where they come off the ship for a short amount of time yeah which is good i think yeah but it's exploration but it's not any overdone kind of, yeah
4: any kind of life or death situation and or ticking clock scenario and it's yeah. got them both so mm-hmm. that well, my- kind of ratchets it up My final focus is it's really quite amazing how early on we had that Kirk McCoy
0: blow up where he's like, you know, saying he's going to file a thing, a grievance against Kirk for like, you know, ragging on Bailey too much and pushing Mm. him. And like Kirk snaps and that, you know, says, you can blow me any time, Doctor. And then it gives him the idea to do the the bluffing. But right, yeah, I yeah. thought, you know, just seeing those two cool characters like so at ease in their kind of like, um, you know, the dramatic scenes. I thought that was really good
1: that they, they established that so early. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But you a talk about exactly the bit in the sure. lift, aren't you? No, it's no? On the bridge when Turks in the chair. Oh, that's another bit where there's a bit where they're in the lift together chatting. That's really good. I mean, I just think it's a great script. I think like it's a shame uh, the writer uh, Jerry Sowell only did this episode. Mm. Um, he did like the stories for a couple of other episodes, but no other scripts and. And apart from this, he's kind of written mostly kind of cheap monster kind of movies and stuff. A oh, shame he never did anything else. But, Jen, you mentioned the word campy. Uh, so I think that naturally leads us on to Paul's pick. What did you pick? Who yeah, you you go on yeah, you so test. I picked Who Mourns for Adonis, which is season two. Um,
0: and this is this is an episode where the Enterprise is grabbed in space by a giant green hand. Um, And then they are confronted with what appears to be the Greek god Apollo proclaiming himself to be, and he brings them down to his planet and basically wants them to, you know, tend sheep and gather laurels and worship him him because he, you know, he says he's their um, their god and uh, they are his children. And who are they to argue about that? I pick this one because i think it closely matches my um, you know opinions on sexual politics the most uh, of all the episodes i think you know, it really speaks to me no not at all this none of it it's just like i d- i mean i watched this one because i think it for me in my head um it kind of represents some of the best and the worst of star trek but that's what the original series was like you if you there's not solid gold that many of them out there i think you have to go if you enjoy the sh- show and want to stick with it, you're gonna to have to go for a lot of episodes like Who Wants for Adonis. Um and but you can still get enjoyment out of them. And I think there's there's something to be said with this one. And mm. you know, it could, it could be that I like the the set and I like, quite like the, the you know the the Spock on the bridge away from the crew. It could be that bit I like. But it could be I just absolutely love that dress.
2: <laughs> the gold glittery dress yeah, yeah. or was it pink, or color? It was, pink. I think it's yeah. pink, pink. Yeah. he's wearing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's wearing the gold well, your forearms no, should be bare I'm, bad. Talking, about. I'm yeah. talking about his one
0: yeah
1: oh, oh. I, yeah
2: yeah because <laughs> that was glittery wasn't
1: it yeah but that's... both of them were yeah, I, yeah Lieutenant Palamas's dress yeah have a big band that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is written by Gilbert Ralston Um again only um, episode of Trek. Oh, Gilly, wrote, you come back for uh, more. He did write the script for Willard, the original Willard. I don't know if you ever heard of this. The film, it was remade um, later, I think, in the noughties, about oh, the Chris guy Charles Ratz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrote that. Yeah. As directed by Mark Daniels, uh, <laughs> who directed like 15 episodes of Star Trek with quite a lot of famous episodes The Menagerie, Two Parter, Naked Time, Space Seed, Mirror, Mirror. Doomsday Machine, Spock's brain, um, and brainer, but, but Paul, this is his fave episode he directed. Wow, well,
0: I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on here, isn't there? I mean, but I think. It's, it feels like already like a parody of itself, you know, with the, the giant space hand. It feels like yes. if somebody was going to do like a, a funny take on Star Trek. Yes. Green weird. giant, <laughs> yeah. And I think they do put the green hand in the credits of one of the new films as well. Like when they, you get the kind of really? end titles on the J.J. Abrams one. Oh, it's just out there. Like... I think there's a giant hand, like because I think somebody references oh, it funnily is. in in the um, in the film itself. It's like you know. What, What's out there, you know, this, that, and the other giant hands trying to grab us, like,
4: you know. And uh, so I think they put it in there as, like, a little... And it's very uh, Melvar-like for the Futurama episode. Yeah. It's just a green gaseous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I think, you know, of the... It's a kind of a common thing in Star Trek original series where you have an omnipotent being that, mm. you know, uh, can control them by clicking his fingers, or he can zap them. He's just all-powerful. The ship doesn't seem to work. You know, all their phases and stuff are, like, completely useless. This happens so many times, but I think this is the best example of one of those kind of walk-on kind of gods of the week um, who... Um... <laughs> yeah, he's It just, is a thing, yeah. Yeah, it is a thing. And I just... But I think his performance, like Michael Forrest, I think his name is, but he brings... He makes you kind of, like, sad for him, actually, in a sense. He's quite... quite mm. um goes for a quite a revealing arc, but he reveals himself throughout this
4: episode. Yeah, you're right. I really like sci-fi stories where they take the idea of, oh, ancient stuff that we may chalk up to myth or magic is actually explained by science or they're aliens. So the idea An of alien like, done it. Yeah, yeah, alien done it. The <laughs> idea, cause, cause you do kind of think, Oh, this guy's just full of shit. Like he's not actually, obviously not actually Apollo, but it turns out like he kind of is really. It's like he, what he is a real being and him and his other, um, gods, yeah, god, gods came down and did yeah, that. So yeah. the idea of that over time, it's just become, they have become gods through just length of time. Um,
0: or influencing people to be able to be bought in by it, but yeah. until they kind of get too smart and kind of like uh, don't need you anymore, and they and they kind of they thrive on the adoration, don't they? Yeah. So he's he's weakened them all to the point where he's the only one who believes that his children will come back for him, and all the other ones have just had to just give up and sort of suicide into like thin air. <laughs>
2: well, that's the best thing about it. That's that's the central clever thing about that episode, isn't it? It is Greek mythology. That mm. is what Greek gods are like. That's that's they exist based on like. Mm. the
1: worship that they get from people mm. what was your first impressions of this one jen
2: i instantly disliked it because <laughs> just because when the hand started coming out it made me think oh is this all star trek is like is it every week yeah, yeah. some if new it's... thing just comes a- <laughs> out at them and stops them i
4: thought like, you might think that because I, right, I know very similar yeah. setup to corbin might unable to yeah. avoid something weird in space but yeah. then when they went
2: to like ancient Greece, <laughs>
4: I did enjoy it a little bit more
2: because I like Greek stuff. I like philosophy. I like mm. ancient Greece. Mm. Like mm. all that shit. I liked the trees in
0: the background that were
2: like shaking. <laughs> I loved like, that. Someone. You know, they
0: were inconsistent, were they? Because some, some shots were just fake, and then they moved around, and they weren't. It's like you know, what, what were those other guys doing in the background? But so, it but helps, though. It does it does, it does. it does make it more like a real place or a play um, or a play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is it just feel? It it's a stagey vibe. I kind of, like, you've just got to buy in. That's why I love the fact that they, you know, why well, I wanted to see what the original effects because I think the original sets, mm. when you go to these planets with, like, an orange, green or purple sky and just kind of, like, the otherworldly, like, but, like, clearly manufactured feeling it's just something I can just lose myself in and just kind of enjoy that. Um, and I think this is one of the best examples of that because it, you know, the actual set is, is actually plot point as well. Yeah. You know, the power is being drawn mm. from the the only, only thing it could be, not the picnic bench. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, what we, what we I can imagine just out the gate, though, um, on the rewatch, just how awful the sexism is in this episode, and um, you have Scotty, who's far too old for this uh, young, oh, yeah. like, uh, you know, upcoming sort of uh, scientist, who will soon be married off and leave the service, what yeah. like, <laughs> all women do.
4: <laughs> Clearly, you know, her is going to be an old maid. Cause she's... <laughs> <laughs> I did love the way
1: Scotty was instantly always like,
3: I'll kill you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't
1: start with it. Oh, <laughs> it gets blasted across. I know, the room. poor Scott. When I Whoever was doing his stunts. Was yeah, good. like. probably f- pulling the wire or something because he went yeah. to play. Well, yeah, when I watched this, I was just like, because as soon as, basically, uh, is it, it's Carolyn, isn't it? As soon yeah. as she sees Adonis. Yeah. Um. She forgets all about Scotty, like because I mean he's pretty hot for his time, I think. Like and like Scotty is so gel, yeah. uh, I just couldn't help. Why, when I was watching, there's a bit where he's kind of like leading her away in his big arms, and Scotty's looking at her jealous. It's like when your girl likes a god. Like, yeah, it's like there is yeah, there no. Should, there should be a meme
0: with this. Where he's yeah, just, that's what I was like... You know,
1: he's like ah. Just because he can turn twenty feet tall. Ooh. but um, (laughs) yeah Uh, but I agree with you that I think Michael Forrest um, as Adonis is really good Um, like yeah oh Oh, it's it, Apollo. Oh, it's Apollo. But the What's name the, of the episode's Adonis. Yeah. What's the fucking Adonis thing about them? Uh, well, maybe Jen could answer that like, <laughs> I don't
2: know that much about it. But I guess, I guess he technically is an Adonis. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He
1: might not be a D-Adonis. <laughs> right. <he's> <laughs> well, so much so that, did you read about this? Was
0: Shatner it? could not hack it. Well, that, yeah, he's been at You know, he was very kind of like annoyed by him being taller and more yeah. imposing like, than him, so would not appear in the same shot. <laughs> yeah, not
1: measure up. Yeah. He, he did want to appear side by side yeah. with Michael Forrest, the guy who plays the guard, like because he. But would he's been look... dining out on that story for like forty-five <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, My, well, <laughs> I should mention that Michael Forrest. Um, he hasn't done masses amount uh, since. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of mm. uh, a lot of credits. Um but in terms of uh big stuff. But he did reprise his role yeah. for the first episode of Star Trek Continues, which is probably like the biggest Star Trek fan film uh franchise going. Um and yeah, he reprised his role in his first episode uh came out as well, obviously not looking quite as like <laughs> fifty <but> years on. <laughs> wait, as no, wait, he what was that? It's
2: it's so what, Star,
1: Trek, Star Trek Star f- Trek Continues. What is that? It's a fan film series. Uh, where basically there's there's lots and lots of fan films of Star Trek, but this one is probably I would say the most popular. I would say and it has um, actual pe-
2: has actual cast members. It in. has it can't, actual but it cast can't members. Do in. that
1: anymore? This is the thing. so paramount's
0: Paramount CBS. Like basically, it was kind of like a they they did a, a thing where they set some ground rules after there was so many things being made where they'd actually managed to kind of wrangle original actors, not just guest stars, but actually um, Chekhov, you know, reprised mm-hmm. his role. Sulu, um, George Takei did one. And they're like, okay, you can do these, but you can't call them Star Trek, or you can call it, Star Trek, but it has to be a fan film in the title yeah. and it ha- can't use anybody from the uh, uh, the shows or something like that is that so many kind of things uh, yeah, yeah
1: there's loads of restrictions that came yeah. down I should say Star Trek continues actually wrapped their kind of their run up like off the back of that and they they didn't I, I don't think they had any problems with CBS I think they they were okay I think because what they were doing was so specific in the sense of they were literally basically doing what would have been season 4 of the original series like everything about it is like exact like the the sets and stuff are used the same material really? and things like mm-hmm. that yeah it's like insane yeah everything like it's about seen. it's like I've not seen any of it, it's That sounds be, amazing yeah, i've watched like i've watched a couple of episodes and like it is very impressive just in the sense of how exact it is as kind of like a replica mm. and I think because it's that because it's so close to the original they were more okay with it because yeah, it's just like right. this loving oh, rather tribute. than something going oh we're, we're in Star Trek uh, Star Trek world but we're adding in new world buildings. Yeah. yeah because I think what they had an issue with is the idea of perhaps someone trying to basically compete with what they were doing I mean it all came about because there was a massive Um, Star Trek fan film uh, that raised like millions of dollars and stuff Mm -hmm. like that on Kickstarter and they're actually trying to make like feature film and everything like that and I think that's what they had a problem with because they were seeing that as almost like a rival kind of thing to what that. they were doing. Whereas this was very much clearly not that. It was clearly meant mm-hmm. to be a very specific thing. And uh, yeah, it's very successful what it uh, does, certainly. But it on the internet? It is on the internet, yeah. It sounds yeah, yeah. very Garth Marine. It's yeah. on YouTube. Um, you can watch it all on there or I think they've got a website. Mm-hmm. Whether it's no, it's no. all available for free. stuff, <laughs> It's not like for profit or anything. And, uh, yeah, but he does get, if you want a sequel uh, to this episode, if you're if you're dying for more <laughs> well, I think they, of this world.
0: As scripted, like, um, Palamas is pregnant by Apollo at the end. Of this yes, this episode. So that's kind that right. of interesting kind of thing that would could have gone on to do something uh, else. I, when
1: did that happen? When did I they know, have the time for the, that? They did when they faded away. It was, uh, yeah, they went, they went uh, and disappeared
0: to the, into
2: west into the lake. And yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, talk
0: about, like, they should have an inflatable palm tree in the back or something. Yeah, It's kind of like... It's but, code, it's like 60s code. you like
3: smoking them 60s fade off, but you're
1: pregnant. Adonis yeah. comes back on. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, <yeah. laughs> but uh, that's the thing for me, that idea as scripted is bizarre because she still meant to go back with them. So what, they're just saying you have got a god in your belly? Like going Well like, no, no, uh, this would be after he's disappeared into
0: nothing and back on the ship, I think McCoy says to Kirk, you know, like we've just done the physical checks on plants, you know if she's pregnant or something like that, it would be like da-da-da! Um, but it's, um, that was, I don't think they did too, they would never, fuck, they would never yeah.
1: follow up, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. like, next episode, yeah, she's, she's gone. Got
0: Instead, we get the very odd final line about, oh, would it have just, would it have hurt us to actually be slave to this person for a little bit, because they feel really bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
4: it just, <laughs> because nice. Stockholm Syndrome pretty quick. Well, he, well, they all did, but, you know, yeah. for Kirk's
0: feeling, I mean, there's, maybe it's just because he was, like, so, um, so impassioned, like, you know, performance of Apollo, <laughs> He's moved to say,
4: Yeah, would it have hurt us? But
0: it, it's there's a bit there's several things that are very off in this mm. episode like that. Um I mean, but I still I still find it compelling to watch and kind of like, see how they're gonna get out of this? And I think when they're kind of scheming, you know, when he disappears <laughs> off and they have to kind of scheme how they're gonna like rile him up. I yeah, that was a good scene. Um, I, I enjoyed some of the comedy moments with Chekhov. This is, I think, it's his first appearance. Maybe or one of the, the worst hair I've ever seen. Worst, you know, well, well can we call it hair? It's definitely. It's synthetic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah very much so. It,
4: it gleams like you
1: know. Uh, and according to him in this episode, he's twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> fresh 22, yeah. face, twenty-two-year-old. I mean, the idea of taking the ancient Greek myth and kind of putting a sci-fi twist on it to give it weirdly, I kind of guess the idea is a rational explanation mm. in terms of a hard sci-fi explanation rather than a mythical one mm. is interesting and something they've definitely done a lot in it's late it. years and yeah. well, yeah, it, 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 loads it. of sci-fi and it, Doctor Who and, yeah. and uh, loads of other stuff has d- taken those And the idea ideas. of a being needing to be continually worshipped or they'll cease to be is... That's yes, very
4: ancient about. aliens.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he's a very toxic male villain, is Adonis. Like, the idea that Kirk is like Oh, you keep calling him Adonis. Adonis, <laughs> stop calling the ever, Why isn't it called who Wants for a follow? I'm going mad, Gilbert Ralston. <laughs> but the fact that Kirk makes Carolyn reject him, and, like, the way he reacts, everything just made me think, I'm not very good at
3: handling rejection.
1: I'm afraid you'll have to die.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I did like that development of her having to, like, sort of lie and suppress her own feelings to sort yeah. of save them all. I it mean, felt quite like um, sitting on the edge of forever. Yes. Yeah. Of mm. Kirk having to kind of do something he doesn't want to do when he knows he has to, at the mm. end of that one.
2: She's so quite quick to do it though. She take much of her <laughs> yeah, she's and like, so and she, she lasts him one him. minute, and then she's like, I like, still and got she, Scotty,
0: and she's practiced at this. Those are some cutting barbs, <laughs> wasn't it? She is. Yeah, she reads she's, them. She's, she's let some people go before. Like, <laughs> you know this relationship was just during my experiment, right? You know. Yeah. I'm writing a. You're p- nothing but a bacteria to me or
3: something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. This is just
1: a fade into a bush phase, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was God a minute ago, and he's crushed so like, absolutely by a few oh, crushed kind words. By human, like you know. And I-, I thought you guys would enjoy this
0: one more. I mean, I don't know if you did or not, but like, come on, this is Kirk versus
4: God.
3: Yeah, I did. Well, I did.
1: Th- This is funny that you read that because you're obviously referring to the fact that both Matt and I were won over by Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier, uh, where you won. And I, I I actually wrote down, this does feel a bit like a Final Frontier precursor, because especially the exchange between Chekhov and Kirk, where Chekhov goes, oh, I've never met a god before, like, and Kirk is like, and you still haven't. Uh, yeah. it's just, it just—it felt very much kind of the exchanges they're having when they meet the supposed which god is, at the end of *Final Frontiers*. Which is
0: great if they had the line later on, was like, you know, we don't need gods. We ha- we find the one sufficient. It's mm. like. That is yeah, such I a network, no, that they basically <laughs> had to say... We don't need
2: you, we, 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 have, we follow <laughs> one
0: Christian God. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. here in space, yeah. and they yeah. are, you know, uh, space far season. from his influence. Yeah.
1: Mid-America <laughs> is calling and just says they want their one God mentioned on the show. <laughs> yeah, and that is <laughs> a shame, you're right, because for me, like, the whole thing where he's like, we've outgrown you and everything, yeah. it is really on point for the Star Trek vision, if they've moved beyond things like religion and stuff like that, they're kind of like, you know, we don't need you anymore. And like you say, if they've put something like that in, like an extra line to make it kind of okay, it's annoying. Yeah, that was good. And that's why I like Far Frontiers so much in the sense of the interesting thing about that. Is the fact that it is very much set up in this idea of of oh, religion that's like a lone <laughs> lord, hoo-ha, kind of hoo-ha going, and then they actually go, oh shit, maybe God is real? Fuck, like everyone, tidy your rooms. <laughs> like yeah. it just, yeah, I, I do find that
3: I idea. I guess it is weird
4: here that yeah, that here Kirk's like we're fine with the one God, thank you, and then Final Frontier is just like there's no fucking God, not even this one. What about you said earlier? Like, no, 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 that was just <laughs> shot yeah, check off.
2: I-, I was just carbonating. It's fine. But at the end of it though, like. Even though there's that kind of hint, like oh, but he's an alien or whatever. <laughs> but he, like but a... he is a god. <laughs> he is a god at the end, isn't he? Doesn't he like ascend well, into he's... the skies to his? <laughs> well, no, he's,
0: a, he's a, 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 a alien being with the power. But to they do never move things. is an alien being. Mm. And what is an alien being? Because he just—he's a god, isn't he? He is a Greek god. He is it. Well, no, he's 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 a, a, a life form that can actually do things like this. So he can change like his size and that kind of thing. But he's not omnipotent. He can't like just dis- go go from that planet to that planet or you know, he's he's in the body of a person. He's saying he's flesh and blood, don't yeah, they? Right. You know, but he can disappear and do his things. But so is
4: it, there is there is things.
0: But there are but there is but I think there are limits to him because he you know because he has to draw his power from some kind of generator, like isn't it? Like it's a, Yeah, which it's they a, never uh, not, yeah. kind of
1: find, do they? Yeah. Like, so they, it's not
0: all in within him, it's is supported by the technology. It's
1: just a projection <laughs> like there's someone behind a bush. know, it's just like
0: you know a, a you know thing behind the booger van going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not go oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or sex with uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean I think Carolyn's actually quite a strong character in this Despite it, it, at the end at least When she actually rejects him And kind of you know Even though she's fallen in love with him Which of course is fucking ridiculous That she's fallen in love with him it's so been far the last 10 minutes. Yeah but you know, Fall in love with his guns maybe Like, <laughs> But the fact that uh, she rejects him like that It it makes her look quite strong, I think. Jane, you're sighing as if you just. No, no, I do agree,
2: but it's just a shame that before that, her her ditzy female brain um, stops her,
0: like ruins the whole plan. (laughs) She's she's wise for a woman. (laughs) 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 According to that. and also she's uh, you know, maybe she's not a white like man for a woman for Scotty, but she is. Or
4: woman
1: <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. does that even mean I think like, Scotty you don't deserve all women. Deserve I think cuck. Kirk is just trying to cuckold Scotty and go like oh you're nothing mate it's literally I tell you what the only thing holding me back is the rules about me being captain not being able to fraternise crew members if I wanted to fuck I'd fuck her right in front of you Scotty alright I really yeah. want Scotty and Kurt to throw down do
0: they throw down at all I uh, don't think so Damn. Uh, but, uh,
1: but like also Scotty's so enraged he shouts you bloodthirsty Saracen
4: <laughs> like when
0: he, when he
3: runs
1: at the god. it's like come on <laughs> Doesn't love, love that. <laughs> um, so, final thoughts on this episode, Jen?
4: Yeah,
2: I didn't. I didn't hate it. I, okay. I liked it about half as much as the other one. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a very since Paul. I guess it is a good
4: kitchen because I examples. like
2: ancient Greece and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I liked all the like pillars and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> good I on
4: board pillars. Yeah, I liked good the pillars. pillars. Matt? Yeah, no, I didn't enjoy. It. I, I do like stories that have great kind of us versus them debates. So this was quite similar to Call Might in many ways. First of all, the thing blocking their path and then the idea of them trying to debate what's real or not with this big antagonist. And the idea of gods, aliens being one and the same, I quite like. And yeah, it's good to see Scotty kick off. Uh, he's always a laugh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I haven't seen enough flat out bad ones or ones I've not enjoyed yet to kind of know where this would rank but I don't need to because Zach Hadlin at the AV Club gave it a C+, plus, mm, saying it was plus. occasionally memorable but undone by lazy <laughs> scripting and bizarre dialogue. Oh, occasionally <laughs>
1: memorable. <laughs> yeah, um, with on. me, like I, I enjoyed this. Like, I've seen more episodes than you, Matt, so I've yeah. definitely seen a lot worse episodes than this. Like, <laughs> I, I think, for me, this is kind of like a mid-tier. I think there's interesting yeah. ideas. I love the giant green hand. I'd be, again, interested to see the original effects. It's actually Roddenberry's hand, uh, mm. by the way. Um, Not anymore. Oh yeah, not anymore. Now it's yeah. been CG'd. Yeah, exactly. I green, want Roddenberry's hand. I don't because it looks cool. Like I genuinely, I love the green hand. I love it. Um, I do think Michael Forrest is very good in that final scene where he's like crying and stuff. I genuinely, he did, he did move me. I loved you.
0: I would have made a goddess of you. I've shown you my
2: open heart. See what you've done to me. Mate. I didn't feel anything. You didn't feel good. anything I for... wasn't keen on him, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I put poor guy. No. Poor Apollo. <laughs> poor Apollo. He was Apollo. just
1: a little babyish brat. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, a man no, baby.
2: No redeeming features <laughs> for
1: uh, So yeah, like, uh, kind of like three stars, So I, I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, well, I, I, you say, you know... um
0: there was, you can count like strong female characters on one hand, if it was in the whole Star Trek, well like, if it was mangled in an industrial accident, like, uh, <laughs> because I, you get this excitement every time like a competent professional woman turns up in the original Star Trek that you know, hopefully she's not going to get killed, hopefully she's not going to be like damsel, oh, but ordinarily she gets put in a dress like by, um, by some space creature. Um, that I can get on board with but this is like you know, again it's unfortunately she's not really you know utilised but there's episodes where they have like um, uh, you know Where No Man Has Gone Before where um, Gary Mitchell's another woman in that where she yes. is um, so yeah, also gets called like powers mm-hmm. but then uses her you know rational science skills to kind of actually save the day there um, so yeah I think fortunately it's not quite the best example of Star Trek at all um, but I, I think it does represent the original series it
1: kind of encapsulates the good and the bad in one and so this is what you've got to do them laser beaming the set yeah very much (laughs) a brave and interesting pick I would say Paul and we move on to Matt's pick Journey to Babel
4: yeah so so I've just been watching kind of you know hand picking bits and I watched this one a a while ago and just thought this would be great for this episode because in my head it was kind of there's a bit of everything in here and I figured that your other picks might be some of the more classy uh, um, Mm. more well known Greatest ones. So I didn't know at all where this kind of fell, what the consensus was, but watching it, I thought this is really interesting. So it's season two, episode 10, directed by Joseph Penvy, written by DC Fontana, and it's kind of, there's a lot going on here. So it's the Enterprise is transporting a group of ambassadors to a conference on another planet. A hundred? Of which we see 16. <laughs> of which we see a room full. Yeah, yeah, but it's a
2: big step up. You can tell it's a later one because it's like, in the first series, there's like not a lot going on cast-wise. And then this is like, loads of like pig creatures everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of
4: species. That, yeah. They've got yeah. their fancy formal wear on. are the guys from uh, Cloud City. And Empire <laughs> <laughs> So while this uh, transportation's going on, we get a visit from the Vulcan ambassadors, which are, shock horror, Spock's parents. And then at the same time, there's an alien and a yeah. UFO coming to transmitting to a sleeper agent or somebody on the ship to do an assassination attempt. Uh, and then, like, yes, Box Dad Sarek goes down and Kirk gets shanked at one point, And then it, there's panic on the bridge. And yeah. It's of like, scene from Oz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it feels quite, like, gr- as gritty as it maybe can get. And it felt like, because towards the end you've got, like, you know, people cyaniding themselves, just mm. like chewing poison to kill themselves and the ship like blowing itself up to like avoid capture and it feels, this is like Deep Space Nine. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why, I don't get because it felt quite DS-90, which is maybe the series I've, apart from the original series, that I've enjoyed what I've seen of the most, especially with
1: episodes like Duet, which mm. gets down to it. Uh, so Jen, first thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, like I agree, Like there was loads of good stuff in it. But the first sort of 20 minutes, I was pretty bored, I'll be honest with you. It was a lot of space politics and shit like that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. it was like, whenever I hear the word ambassador, or like, <laughs> start, conference, when like, I hear conference, it's like, I'm trail. So any Ferrero Rocher, yeah, but you say yeah exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I picked up, like, when, when, He got stabbed. I was like, it was a long fight and it was, yeah, Yeah. entertaining. But also,
0: Kirk had an opportunity to keep the guy in the face and then decided to run off the wall and, like, <laughs> fall on top of it. It was like, such a weird move. Like, it, was, like, it was kind of like this really poor executed WWE move, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. But then he left himself open, his side exposed, with a knife just within reach. It's just, like, it's his own fault, he got. I liked meeting Spock's parents. It was nice to to see the family, you know, to yeah. see the dynamic. Was that a Portland. surprise? Yeah. Did you see that coming? Um, well, I there? knew that, like, Spock is half Vulcan, isn't he? Mm, yes. And, so, and I'm guessing that's the father. <laughs> Can I just say he's a thick guy. Like he's he's like he's got like a chiseled jaw, that guy. Um yeah, no, that was fun. Um I liked it when Spot got slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, enjoy. I actually like this one, actually. Yeah, it honest.
4: does take a while to get going because yeah. it is very. It kind of sets the table, and then from second half onwards, it's kind of like now this, now this, now this. Yeah, yeah. And, and from the moment the guys hanging upside down with his neck broken, like why he's uh, upside yeah. down? Yeah, is like when. Yeah, he's and then there's like a the murder mystery, like who assassinated yeah. Yeah. this guy, and then finding out that his neck's been broken in like the Vulcan way, and then spotlight goes on Sarac, but then he goes down. And it's like oh
1: my god. so Are
2: much you referring
1: on. to Tulshire? Tolsheira, yes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I I agree in terms of I think the pre-credits kind of teaser that you get with the introduction of Spock's mum and dad it's a really nice surprise like it actually feels kind of feels out of character with this series in a way because like you say there are no arcs or kind of following things it kind of actually feels mm-hmm. like if you were watching it on the regular like yeah. back in 1968 you'd be going holy shit like this is the first ever time they've had like a twist like this that's yeah, like yeah he they just run into his parents in
4: space so yeah, like, yeah 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 exactly. I think they handled the reveal well with Kurt being like do you want to go down and see your parents
1: he's like but Captain they are <laughs> 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 yeah that was really really nice <laughs> and um but I... <laughs> did no one think that Spock's mum in this acts as if she's never been around Vulcans like ever? Like, she's... I think think it's more that she, you know, it's the high pressure of, like,
0: thinking her husband's going to die, isn't it? She's kind of, like, more resentful of, like, their ways than usual. I think if it wasn't such a situation, she'd probably be... Mm. Because in other iterations of her character, she's more chilled
1: out, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's talking as if, like, yeah, she's like, what are these... We do have no emotion. It's like... Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. ma- you're fucking married to one love. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> but he's half Vulcan.
1: Well, Spock is, but not yeah. not Sarek, no, the her know. husband.
2: But Spock is the one who's being such a mm. dick. That uh, episode, do you he? think he's being a dick? Well, unintentionally, maybe, but yeah, he's being an absolute dick.
1: <laughs>
4: Sticking the mud about the uh, you know saving his father's life, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the part that kind of really jumped out me the most. The kind of you know battle between doing clearly what's right and what you can easily do versus logic and getting trapped into the, like, mm. regulations and mm. it's a, you know, it's a path I imagine Spot goes down quite a bit but yeah. this is in a very high-pressure immediate situation but where it's yeah, like, it, but the thing
0: is it doesn't make it, it makes it an easy, it, with him, he's made his mind up for him yeah. straight away. there's no That's kind of, I like, um, we, we don't get any moment alone with him where you kind of any sense, any doubt in him. I would have liked to have seen i like him one doubt, certainly. you know, yeah. perhaps,
4: like, you know, well
0: there is a scene in where he's pacing his
4: course, yeah. but again, it's yeah, but
0: that's where you would put it.
4: But I don't mm. think there's anything there. That- See, I don't know about doubt, but I, I question the ambiguity there. Of like, is he being steadfastly? Yeah. No, I'll just carry on like normal because of trappings of logic, or because he hates his dad and he's not. Or he himself. wants to prove himself to. His yeah, because then when yeah. he eventually starts going, his oh. his reasoning comes out of like if I did save him and he woke up, he'd have a go at me, basically. And I can't face that. And it's kind of like, he's actually quite scared of him, I think. Yeah. I think, well, it's like, and then, then, you know, there's a bit that isn't followed up, but you see
0: Sarek, um, who's about to go under the knife, or about to be put under, sees that Kirk comes up with the plan to to fool Spock into thinking that he's fit for Juicy, so that then Spock will come and do the operation. And so Sarek will wake up under the knowledge that Spock was kind of, almost kind of conjoled into it, in a sense, wasn't he? Or Mm. fooled into it. Um, but did the right thing, you know. So it's kind of like it's not fully resolved there. But like I think he, you know, he. I think at least he proves Kirk's a good man. Like yeah the right.
1: Yeah, because in the sense of when at the end I couldn't quite work it out. In the sense of so is, is Sarek aware of what's really gone on?
0: Yeah. Because otherwise,
1: yeah, yeah. I was like, he's saying, "Oh, it's the logical thing to do for him to kind of like you know." Well, that's uh, it. Well, yeah, that's it. He's saying that with the knowledge that, like, he he it wasn't his choice to do that. So he right, knows that
0: he, is he both knows okay. that Spock would have saved his post, and he also um, like is letting him out, saying like, "I'm offering you to say I agree with you that this was the logical thing, so that you don't have to kind of admit that it was hard." That right, choice. right. So right, I think right, that's right, like right. that's their reconciliation in some kind of weird kind of
4: way. They're, yeah, yeah. They're yeah both yeah. not saying really what they mean. <laughs> they're but, insufferable, aren't they? Which is very relatable. Because, yeah. like, is quite, you know family dynamics. Like you know, I love. You know, sci-fi is obviously at it's best when it can kind of draw parallels to modern life and society and things. And this very much taps into themes of, you know, family traditions and how stuffy ways of life and the way you're expected to act around your parents versus the way you might just stubbornly do so can get
1: in the way of life and death in this case. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Jed, that they are insufferable. Yeah, because they basically bond... By mocking and criticizing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the and like calling her hysterical. <laughs> and she's just like, Oh, you boys. Well, it's,
2: <laughs> it's that Garth Marenghi ending. Though.
1: Yes, it
2: is. Silly woman. And they would just laugh. It is that.
0: Well, they don't, but like everyone is supposed to, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, um, but I think they're also the McCoy thing where he finally gets to kind of like lord yes. it over them because he's in control and sick bang and tell him to shut up. The kind of
1: almost look to the camera oh, man. is kind of an odd choice. Yeah, I was like,
4: is this him breaking the fourth wall and just it's not, not being <laughs> able to see the camera?
1: Yeah, I was like, because when he says like, finally I get the last word, I was just oh, like, that's is yeah, word. I was like, is this actually the last time, the first time that DeForest Kelly has got to say the last line of an episode, mm. and maybe it was. No, it was... It's,
0: it's more about like you know, between Kirk and Spock, like, yeah, the three of them, like, they are usually making the decisions and, and basically overruling him and that kind of thing, aren't they? So I this mean, time, I'm he's, in power. Yeah. Right I've never got you two in this yeah. right, the right, the place where I am actually uh, rank in 4 yeah.
2: yeah. Which so is I why he it, is so yeah. sadistic, yeah. Well, I read it very literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah saying, I don't saying. know why. I just, I just got the impression that he was literally meant like I thought it was very meta that it was like yeah. I really get to end the episode. I was on the the other film. This the
1: thing, I was on exactly the same page in the sense of I was like, has McCoy ever got the last line of an episode? Or was this some weird thing where DeForest yeah, Kelly yeah. was I'm like sure I want was. the last kind of like line wasn't, of an wasn't episode.
0: It, wasn't it in a mock time that he gets the last line where um like Spock like um you know shows emotion when he realizes Jim! Jim's Yeah, you're like Yeah and he says, you know, just a like a normal reaction must be the medicine. So like, and he's like,
4: in a pig's eye.
3: one liner
4: from <laughs> I guess that is technically like the last line of the episode, but it's not like he has the last word. I suppose over mm. over both of them at once. Yeah. 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 It should have been a weird. It should have been a freeze frame, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And just right. kept on his face. The well, you yeah,
4: know, we, we need Yeoman Rand pouring coffee while they all freeze
0: frame, and it carries <laughs> yeah. on like you know, a <laughs> gun. She's done. back with her coffee. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah, I think you mentioned that earlier that this kind of goes through quite a few stages as an episode. Like, there's a lot packed in here, and they kind of, like, pick up plot points and drop them as yeah. they kind of, like... Is... there's
0: almost three things happening at once,
1: like, isn't yeah. there? And that's kind of odd, odd for this. There usually is two things, up in the ship and on the
0: planet. Yeah. This, they're kind of balancing what's outside, the life and death situation and the mystery are all kind of, like, coming to their kind of, like, yeah. conclusions separately, which is kind of, like, better, tighter scripting than we've seen often in this show. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what, you know, that's
4: probably why you picked it. Cause there's a, yeah, there's a, well, it's a- like there's, there is a lot going on here more than usual because a lot of the episodes, I guess, can just be almost just one single A plot because it's not like it often delves into other stuff. So I get, yeah, good use of the time.
1: Is it?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually did like this one. Um, I just—it was just the first twenty minutes that I just I had to build. It was my fifteen cross. minutes a minute ago,
1: Jen. You bugged <laughs> this up to twenty minutes now. Like, well, they are
2: long episodes. But Can I be completely honest with you,
3: you about can. something? You when can I was be watching completely it, honest.
2: I downloaded a um a thing like a plugin for Chrome, so I could watch the episodes on double speed. So I watched oh it. Not God. quite on double this just this one. Like the other two I watched in full screen. Uh, <laughs> by full
1: that speed. point you were like Get this fucking double. <laughs> I didn't go <laughs> I didn't go full like two
2: percent not two percent. Is it two percent Double it's I didn't like, Yeah, yeah I didn't times. go I didn't go double, yeah, yeah. I, I went like one point five. So it's very but it's really good when you watch it in, in double as well because the frame rate changes and it looks really modern and HD. <laughs> Oh, wow. and, but, I mean, and, and it's over Tom in Cruise like 25 that. minutes yeah. so like, yeah. think, which is how long they should be they should be about 25 minutes long
1: uh, well it's it's funny I remember we did an episode about some of the worst episodes ever made yeah. um, oh. with our friend Todd Jordan from the Bitter End podcast and he actually said when he watched the <laughs> so Yeah, minutes. he said I thought that this was like 25 minutes for some reason and so when it got twenty five minutes and it wasn't ending, I was like, "Motherfucker!" Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like uh, well, I am of course disgusted uh by your speed <laughs> ramping of uh the episode. But you, F- get it, or you get
2: all the information. I listen to audio books on that
1: same mm.
2: setting. I, I can t- I can I can handle it. Okay, just because you can't. I don't <laughs> can <laughs> take machine it. It's like
0: input data.
2: I've it this The, spot the, spot the Matrix. Like, 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 like downloading, and you know, come I was going to say
0: Johnny Five. but my references and whatnot.
2: I know. Box not a machine, but isn't there like another one? Isn't there like a data? Yeah, that's yeah. the
1: one. He comes in later. In maybe, next yeah. generation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robot man. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think that's what you referred to as <laughs> originally. That
2: no, was a good episode. I enjoyed it, and, it, and they are better fast because
3: <laughs> um, they get all high pitched. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But.
2: I, I just thought that was the model for that time period. I thought that in the sixties and early seventies, like I thought, TV was mm. like exclusively twenty five minutes long. I didn't realize one of something. the earliest kind of
4: hour long
1: dramas because yeah. Twilight Zone's a half hour, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They were before that. Well, they're
2: like twenty minutes. Some of them.
1: Yeah, guess, they're short. Yeah, I no, I think there were plenty of hour long. You do kind of tell this. episode
4: to episode series to series because there are some episodes. That this at 50 minutes that go a lot quicker than some of like say next gen at 42 yeah. sometimes yeah. that
2: first one we watched it didn't mm. feel like 50 minutes mm, mm,
4: mm, this mm. one
2: was okay um but like the twilight zone like there are some episodes that are only 20 something minutes and they feel like an hour because they're not good
1: mm. Mm. so because oh, they're get... not
2: good yeah and they're not all good like right. twilight zone has some terrible episodes but if something is an hour and it's not good, then it's like watching Foods of the Rains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I didn't want to come here and shit on it because there was a lot that I really liked about it. Like I did. The only I like the costumes in
0: this one, I like the aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Andorians, like they they kind of like somebody I did, I'd heard of, but I'd never really watched, seen them in anything until this. But the blue screen skin ones, <laughs> yeah. and I think that they, I think it's maybe they're just French accents that kind of do make them a bit or, or otherworldly as well as the kind of the tentacle, you know, uh, uh, and, yeah. and
4: I The shot of the one they yeah. capture when he's in prison and he's kind of just like yeah, li- like
0: high
4: Yeah,
1: He's not even, but he's not really an Andorian, yeah, yeah. is he? Like, Antennae cool. falls off. Like thing comes out i yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> did you notice?
4: I really enjoyed. There's a moment where Sarek pulls the Larry David having a heart attack to avoid a conversation trick. <laughs> yes. What? I can't remember what they're chatting about, but he's surrounded by everyone, yeah. and then he just, you know, just suddenly goes oh, oh, like goes down. But the way it's playing, like, it, it seems like
1: he's gone. I've right, had enough of this. I'm going to pick heart yeah, I can't blame him with like pick man not like, having to go at him every five Gav, seconds. have the Tellerite right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like he's so annoying. That guy. They don't
0: argue. For a reason They just argue <laughs> um,
1: But yeah No I mean I think it's an interesting Episode I kind of oh, Spock's it... teddy bear oh yeah. oh yeah They have
0: fangs the Six inch fangs Yeah <laughs> Like uh, I want to see these Why have they not appeared In the Star Trek Like later on You know that, like, We had missed a perfect opportunity When we see Spock's child In the H- Abrams Number one Oh, yeah, Where, yeah. you know, you should just basically, in the back bear. comes home, place. has, you know, the little teddy bear with the six-inch fang should have been there, but uh, opportunity missed. It's canon, damage.
4: <laughs> well, now they can actually realise it, and it'll look good, so... Well, with Discovery, like, you know, seeing
1: his childhood bedroom and stuff, like, there's more chances. But I thought it was a shame that they set up this murder mystery and made Sarah prime suspect, but seemed to kind of drop that almost instantly. It was kind of like, oh, he... Th- this could only be done by. Hulk well, no, cause well, because by like...
0: the time he's in hospital, then you kind of jump to that scene where Kirk's actually just being attacked, and yeah, so yeah, You yeah. join that scene like mid fight, and I'm like, did I miss something? Did, yeah. Did, did I miss something? No. no. I go <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you see something at uh, double speed that I missed? Like, <laughs> no, uh, but I even
2: at double speed, I've I felt like yeah, it's, you, it feels like there's a scene missing out of that. Yeah, it's like instantly they're just mm. fighting. And then all
1: okay. that.
0: <laughs> no,
3: good. It's
1: just, yeah, I, I just feel as if, like, that's kind of picked up and then dropped immediately. I mean, Whereas I would have found that quite interesting, like, to, you know, get into that a bit. Like, the idea of him being framed for the murder. But, but also, they running out of time by then. It's, it's really been too <laughs> long at the beginning.
0: I mean, if you dig into it, there really wasn't any point for him to attack the captain. Like, there wasn't part of a plan or needed, like, you know, to kill the captain.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Just to give good... Cool fight
0: scene. Or just to mm-hmm. pull attention back onto yourself. Like when you got Sarek, like, you know,
1: they'd be spending all day looking at
0: the Tao Shire
1: thing. Well, Shatner's getting his top off again in this one, isn't he? So he's definitely trying to pull attention back to him. Yeah. This is Post, uh, who mourns for Adonis as well. So he's like, <laughs> look, he's been working out. But like, forget about Adonis, all right. Check this
2: that.
3: out.
1: <laughs> I
2: have to admit though, and I don't think this is just because I watched it on fast speed, but I don't fully understand what was happening in terms of the political element and that's because i get kind of bored at that point like mm-hmm. i don't understand i don't know who killed the pig man
0: um, oh they would, they, were, they were actually a species you didn't see at all which is quite oh, weird right. that's why they didn't set them up they're orions and they were basically like sort of switzerland in this whole thing but they were just playing they, they were trying to create divisions division so that they could come in and invest mm-hmm. as a private company and sell to both sides of the, what this planet had that's in, in and the, the one case. who was there was dressed yeah. as the blue guy with the antenna. Oh, yes. so it's yeah extra I mean, confusing actually, Yeah, we do see the Orion slave traders as they, you know, they, they are in other episodes like occasionally and it's some of the most kitsch elements are where they actually have green dancing girls and um, so you know so they're Orion slave girls like uh, kind of like a classic Star <laughs> Trek original series trope where they just belly dance as painted green uh, so. and
4: everybody's
1: enthralled by it like that's the thing they're all watching but like, they've never seen belly dancing before <laughs> I, I agreed with you Matt, in terms of it was quite Deep Space Nine-esque like when I was watching yeah, they, it like gave it the Orions like the fact that they were sort of unseen it they did feel like they could have been the original series like Dominion going like you know in terms of, especially with them all committing suicide at the end it kind of felt completely like it was setting something like that up mm. but of course in those days that would never happen it would just be like a one-off episode and then it's just like they're never going to come back like yeah
4: it's never going to be built upon but it felt
1: like yeah yeah, yeah. it could
4: be yeah the enterprise like winging that ship and blasting a bit off before it blew up really cool by mentioning it's all yeah new it's, stuff. It, yeah, mm. yeah we can't we can't, can't draw conclusions on
0: that yeah. can we um, i think that's when when you do get the occasional having watched them all slight references back to other episodes earlier where they'll say you know this worked before on that like time we did on this planet you kind of get like a nice feeling that you kind of are being rewarded for paying attention uh, you know, putting in the 78 hours that <laughs> was required to complete this. But, um, you know, that that's so seldom. It's like they are collector's items, like the continuation stuff. So it's amazing. Yes. It does amaze me like how much of a following in a universe has been built off the show. Yeah. And hmm. how it, it just didn't go away. Ten years of like conventions and the first kind of fan letter writing campaigns to bring it back for the big screen. It's like, you know... It, A show done today where it has all that kind of inbuilt world building and character development, you know, that's like, you know, you can understand how they'd get like followings because people really just want to delve in deep to know everything, don't they? Whereas this game just gave you like a kind of surface. Yeah, yeah. um,
1: You know, a lot of surface, didn't it? Mm. Well, especially interesting considering, I mean, none of us have picked episodes from season three, which you watched all of Paul, mm-hmm. and uh, my impression for the episodes I've watched season three is it's not as good. Well, it, in reminds, it
0: reminds me of the later days, latter days of um, Tom and Jerry, like the original <laughs> run, 1940 <laughs> or 58. And by the uh, by the end of like the mid 50s, cinema like cartoons were on the sort of sloping down, and TV was rising, and so they basically the way to get where cinema was doing the cinema, cinema scope. And essentially, they didn't make new cartoons; they just remade old cartoons, same plot, and just did them in widescreen. Right. And it's like that kind of feeling like season three is the same ideas that we've kind of done better in season one, two, but we're doing them again with less money. Yeah. it's <laughs> the thing. They didn't get any bigger budget. In fact, they had it cut and that loads of the episodes in season three are all like just on the ship.
1: So yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah.
0: love those sets, you're going to have a field day.
1: So it seems weird that like that was that season got shown and the fans were like still like,
3: bring <clears throat> more.
1: Yeah. More. Yeah. Another season. Going like, you know, after that season. You gotta wonder what it was up against though really, don't you? you just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested
2: so, in this Tom and Jerry analogy. Yeah. Yeah, what what was so bad about Tom and Jerry series three? Well
0: there wasn't a series three, but <laughs> it's just like <laughs> they had they did they did like 120 hundred and twenty twenty cartoons mm-hmm. like over an eighteen year period and b- by the end of the original sort of run before before they kind of broke you know the cartoon division ended, um they just had to kind of like sort of bring them up to kind of try and go with the times a little bit so they made them in widescreen a few of them that was it did you see that
2: French one?
0: yeah they, they were some of the ones, like uh, the two Musketeers and those ones is that what
2: you're thinking? no there's like a whole Tom and Jerry series where it's I think it's made by like a French company it's like different different mm. company yeah, and it's weird though that the art style. Oh, is different the Polish one. The, yeah, I was Polish.
0: Yeah, I always you know, get
3: <laughs> sort of Yeah, so that, yeah, I think that was the second
0: time. <laughs> the, the, the first time, do is revived a couple of years later. They sold the rights to this Polish animation company and delivered like these crazy ass, like you know, weirdy drawings. with it has this guy with a really pointed nose. Yeah, uh, like it's, it's going fishing with them or something like that. And then there's no one. And then they kind of, like, that didn't go on very, very long. And then they kind of, like, got Chuck Jones in. And this was not his... He's very famous for the Looney Tunes, but it wasn't his finest hour. Welcome to John, Tom and Jerry Pod. there's uh, <laughs> no Fred Quimby, is it? No, Fred no Quimby. Fred Quimby. Well, Fred Quimby actually took, took all the credit for, like, doing none of the work. He was just a producer and ran the division, knew nothing about it. Um, it doesn't it, matter like, when you saw Fred
2: Quimby, you knew you were in...
0: Well, you knew you were in good hands, because yeah. both Hannah and Barbera were the directors. And they basically did all the work. And they, one was the timing going, one was the artist who could draw quicker than anybody. And they'd work together. But Fred Quimby was just like the cigar thing, I and mean, he just pick up the Oscars that they all won for him.
1: <laughs> Fuck you, Quimby! <laughs> but,
0: yeah, uh, and yeah, so the third one was just like, um, tech, you know, no, what's his name? Uh, Tech's Avery? No, um, I just said him, him. Chuck uh, Jones. Chuck Jones, yeah, right. and his ones were really weird. They go to like a space station and kind of things like that, it's a construction sites. Mouse Striker? Yeah, none of them. Um, I think it's called Oh Solar Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the, the the classics are all like in the, with the Hanna Barbera at the beginning, and it's like Tom and Jerry is one of those things that's been abused so much. Every time they redo it, it just gets worse and yeah. worse. And they, you know, now they speak. They speak. Talk, they speak though, they. Yeah, yeah. they're doing one now, aren't they? Aren't they doing a new version now? Well, they kind of do straight to video, kind of like um, I don't know, sixty so minute specials, like which
1: look like rubbish. I what about the 90s Speech film where they talk? They talk in that, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't, but I've I've seen it. I think. What you think, Jen?
2: When I, I didn't see it in the cinema. Um, I just remember it being not very... It's just not the same. It's like The Simpsons is not the same thing anymore. It's a different thing, now. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's we'll just... join us next week for another episode of Tom <laughs> and Jerry, like, <laughs> the pod within a pod.
2: But how does that work with Star Trek? Because Star Trek's gone through so many different iterations. Like, <laughs> we're talking about the first... Well, I even get confused. Like, we're not talking... We're talking about the first... It was generations, isn't it? Is what <laughs> you, what you call it. See, I'm down with the lingo. But, <laughs> so, um... So yeah, like that was a ten-year period. Did you say? Of yeah, the first like, yeah,
0: there, there was yeah, there was well, only were three years on the air, and right. then there was a ten-year gap before the film oh, came ten out.
2: Ten-year gap,
0: wow. and then there was what well, would have been um, eighteen years before the next show
1: came on in the World well, What Animated worst. series
3: yeah yeah I I
1: mean skipping that over not counted when did that come out Uh, like 73 or something like literally like two years that was the stopgap but
3: mm. yeah very much the (laughs) stopgap
1: for everyone and uh, but we'll move on to our mate series in another episode Uh, but final thoughts on Journey to Babel Uh, yeah I'm a fan (laughs) <laughs> yeah of course yeah, Well yeah, yeah You picked it I fucking hope so I think it's a good episode Really really well Of course cool.
0: And I think it's my favourite Of the three uh, Including my own One oh, I picked
1: in this like, Very you, good uh, yeah. I think yeah I think it's very good I think it Like there's lots of Firsts in it And I think yeah It's definitely an important Episode um, First Vulcan salute I believe Obviously my favourite Is the one that I have picked <laughs> But uh Yeah no I do think It's very good Jen
2: yeah, it's a good mix of all the stuff, all the action. All all the stuff. when do you
0: feel compelled to go and watch anyone ever again, or do you think you've got the got It's Pulse now? Yeah, this what, is the another big question. Star Trek. Yes. Again.
2: Yeah, no, I would. Like, I tried. Like I said, I tried to do it once. I watched the first episode. Mm. I can't remember any of it. Remind me what happens in the first. Episode. Well, there's the first
1: chess, one is it? is the cage, which is the Captain Pike no, episode. No, 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 no. The, 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 the first
0: Kirk one. one. The first Kirk one. It, first, it might be the one where um, there's this like alien creature that sucks the life out of people, and it's sort of like um, and and it makes you look like you it drains all the salt out of you, and you will get pustules. And it's basically <laughs> like when you finally see the alien, it's got like this big sucker face. Um, and that's <laughs> the first Sounds episode good. that was actually would have aired. In do they order. play chess in it though? They do. Yeah. That, yeah that's, well, seen. that no, that's the next one actually. Where Not no come before, which was the first one filmed, and that is like essentially the second pilot. So you have seen the one where they're playing chess, and it's um, they get zapped by a bright light, and a guy's eyes go silver, and he gets more and more intelligent and godlike and they're basically wrestling with the decision whether they're going to kill him because he's going to get too powerful and he, he was their mate but he's not going to be here for much longer Gary Mitchell Gary Mitchell it's, I think it's my one of my favourite episodes of the show Gary um, Mitchell for me said Yeah, yeah, Gary <laughs> <Mitchell>. yeah <laughs> it's what it's what seriously it's dangerous it's like it is something like oh my god what would we do because like he he begins to get telekinetic powers as well so the more you know smarter he gets the more evolved he becomes like the more dangerous Star Trek does
1: Chronicle isn't it yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh so yeah. yeah, so I mean so you think you will you maybe get on Netflix and yeah. explore more at double speed.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna no I'm not promises. gonna watch the whole se- I'm not gonna go from beginning to end. Right. But I am gonna dip in and out and watch a few from different
0: seasons. I, I think it'd be worth doing it what, what Matt said, just having a look at the
4: like, what's the recommended yeah, like top ten, the like the, yes. the reading list.
0: Yeah. yeah. The
4: reading list and then jump around <laughs> within that. So you're jumping around, you're going, oh, I fancy this one or that one, but you know, out uh, of the ones you've picked out, that mm. they're pretty safe. Areas. Should be the cream of the crop, yeah. Should be the cream, yeah.
2: I, mean, I like the campiness of it, but i I want it to have more of a Twilight Zone feel. Like I like it when it's mm. got like, mm. a bit of a a bit more substance to it, like like some kind of parable, some kind of yeah. allegory or twist. And or there something. are some with that, yeah, but yeah. more than like, yeah, yeah. It is
4: very much still that era of that type of storytelling,
1: and yeah. it, clearly Twilight Zone rubbed off a lot on the show in general. So, yeah. um, 100% and um, yeah there are I, I would say I doubt any of us picked like the favourite episode we've seen of the original series for this no so no. like so I mean that's just in terms of like we haven't picked necessarily the best so we, we want you to see the best, no, yet. Like, yeah. Fun, we want like, to give like, you like an idea of how, yeah, kind of, yeah. like, yeah, you know, what is and then you go and explore more because there are loads of episodes of original series that I can pick up right now that I think are really like amazing. I kind of mm. like, you know, I mean, I definitely, uh, Call Mike Maneuver is definitely. Um, high up there for me, but it's not its not one of my absolute favourites just because the ending is so bizarre that it kind of drops it down slightly. Um, but there are... Have we got, like, just off the cuff, like, a favourite to yeah. go Yeah, I think
4: maybe two of mine so far have been A Taste of Armageddon, where they find, like, a warmongering race, but rather than actually comp- do the warring stuff, they just kind of tally up what the... You know, victim rate would be and kill themselves. So it kind of keeps their city from being leveled, but the the tally of deaths carries on. That's and they clever. get there and they're just like, What the fuck are you doing? Well, this is insane. So
2: rather than having wars, the society just kills they them They kind of cut out the middleman, yeah. <laughs> and go, Right, we yeah. find. That's f- great as an idea, it's great. I'm interested yeah, by that idea I, already. Because
4: I think there's bits where, like, there's like a bomb warning as if there's something incoming and then nothing happens. And they've been like, Oh, yeah, right, we've been hit. It's almost like playing a board game. It's like, We've been hit yeah. by a bomb it would have killed this many people, this many people would have to die now, and it's like... Because that's
2: essentially what society is doing anyway, yeah. because war is needless. But and like then...
4: That. um so What's the other one I was picking out? Oh, yes, Tomorrow is Yesterday, which is a, just a good kind of time travel one, where they end up back in the 60s, and oh, Spaceman... Yeah. Oh, it's very young
0: Terry Gar in there. He
4: sees too mm-hmm. much, and they're like...
2: <laughs> but at the same time, what is the stupidest episode? Because I would like to watch that because I like a really stupid one.
1: Oh well. well, the awful one we watched for the worst episodes was the and the children shall leave, which is which the is only is season pretty, three one I've done, which was pretty <laughs> fucking stupid. But yeah. you having seen all of them, do you think that's the worst? I think. to well, no, Maybe stupid. you think it wasn't it's the, the worst. stupidest one. I, I think there's like
0: no. I, I think there's I think there's one that got the shore leave, which I think you quite enjoy. Is kind of like it's absolutely batshit crazy. Like the opening. Yes. Man. Um, the opening uh, sort of pre title sequence is um, they're on this Eden-like planet, beautiful Californian sort of countryside, and McCoy's wandering with another beautiful lady, and then she wanders off, but then out of the bushes jumps the white rabbit from the Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> and then just disappears off, and he's like,
3: dun-dun-dun-dun, dum,
0: dum, dum. <laughs> and then that's <laughs> it. Uh, that's the opening bit, so I was like, and it gets kind of crazy from there. because um, right, yeah. I love that kind of thing, because like, yeah, Twilight
2: yeah. Zone is similar, it's like, yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it's... There's mostly really good high-concept episodes. Then every now and then someone who's just been commissioned to come and write a script, who's got no idea what it is, and they just write, like, oh, and then there's a guardian angel. And they it's, like, it's like <laughs> just a weird, like, completely detached story that has no sci-fi element to it whatsoever. So, yeah, I want to see. Are there any episodes which just have, like, mad monsters coming in? Like, yeah. nothing.
1: Well, oh, the... No what, substance not the top. not. Yeah. It's not called Earth Girls Are Easy, is it? It's called uh, the one... It, what we, where, where's your list this is a bit of a list uh, Devil the uh, Darks y- you that's the one.
0: one I was gonna I, that was my choice between that or this and I think Devil Dark could be my favourite like it's a
1: terrific episode Yeah. what a little girls made of that's the one with the robot woman with yeah. the straps going yes. like yeah, that's, that's the thing I remember about it but that episode is like a piece of pop art on screen like it's really stunning to look at and I think that's got Lurch in it again is not it <sighs> Like actually, like but in person, and that's really just batshit, like mad, like feels like it's the closest it feels to like the Batman sixty six thing, like you know, but in Star Trek, I gotta say it's like
0: um you think like there's three years, it's covering sixty six to sixty nine here, and you're thinking like you know all the politics of the sixties, things are changing, the hippie movements mm-hmm. come in, but right at the end of the show they made two episodes like really close I think the third from last and the last one which shows that Star Trek really hasn't learned its lesson whatsoever the first one has like a group of space hippies like who who actually have a musical number on board the Enterprise Uh, it's absolutely insane Uh, and Spock like jams with them with his loot um Um, but it's kind of just, it's so bad. And then the final one, it's a spurned ex-lover of Captain Kirk finds a way to swap bodies with him and possess his body. And so basically, yeah, she's like, I should have been captain. Like, women don't get a head in this universe. Oh, and she's God. basically this massive, like, crazy person who's spurned, like, you know, but it's like, um, yeah, basically it's all feminists are bad. Basically, kind of vibe going on here, and it's like Roddenberry, you're just so scared of like women in, in power. Is what, what I get from this. So basically, getting to see like Kirk acting like there's a woman inside him is probably the,
1: the highlight. Of this, <laughs> yeah. um, is, is Roddenberry like um, he's like the
2: creator? He know, is the I creator. He's like yeah. The, yeah, central sort of driving force of it. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean he he's the he's the creator. Totally, he laid down all the kind of the vision that you think of as Star Trek is is definitely down to him um obviously he passed away i think in the early 90s yeah and you know so next generation he was very much at the forefront of that when it started but very quickly he kind of dropped away from it within like the, after the first season it's yeah. pretty much like he's at, they kind of in the 80s was like a case of him being continually pushed out of his own franchise like he had the motion picture was very much his, like, vision. And then after that, the studio were like, fuck you, Roddenberry. And then immediately started kind of pulling away from him, kind of like, you know, because it, people didn't like what he was doing. Um, and again, with Next Generation... Yeah, I think they always needed his approval to get things started, but
0: then he'd find himself kind of like his ideas would be a bit more marginalised. So he'd set down very kind of rigid guidelines about what was it you could and couldn't do in episodes. But they always kind of felt like a bit dry. There was a kind of humourless to, to them, particularly the next gen uh, early ones. Mm. And um, you know, some of his ideas were a bit too ahead of their time in some bits. But like, um, you know, it's kind of yeah, he was a man out of his time by the mm. 80s, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, there's certainly a lot of good things he did, but there's you know, there's areas that has, as a man of the era he's deficient in.
3: And uh, but
1: I would say he's a visionary, hundred yeah. percent in terms of like I think although. Obviously, by today's standards, they're things he falls down on. I think a lot of what he kind of put down was incredibly ahead of its time. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, he had a lot of really amazing ideas and stuff. But I think it's just like anything, it kind of, a franchise this big sort of outgrows its creator. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at any kind of huge franchise mm-hmm. of that size, it, it does. There's no one who kind of like has able to have their authorship on like a franchise this huge for that long. Yeah, a lot of other ones are
4: maybe like just you know end the death of the creator but this has had like at least another three or four
1: brand new series since its passing so uh and two more that i would um say that are just absolute classics are this side of paradise which is actually the episode that david chumble picked for us to watch Mm -hmm. when he came on uh where they go to this uh planet where giant plants spath in their faces, and yeah. then they kind of start acting differently. McCoy's drinking some cocktails, <laughs> like Spock falls in love. Um, but meanwhile, Kirk remains immune on the ship, fighting against it, like uh battling mutinies. He ends up on the ship alone, like it's it's really, really great, and the other one, which is I think probably what is considered by most to be the most classic episode, which is, uh, is it City on the Edge of Forever? Like, I always have to check which one it is because I know there's a South Park episode called Say Extremely Similar, and every time I type it into Google to look it up, it comes up that fucking South Park episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh. um, but that episode, which has Joan Collins in it, um, time travel uh, episode is very, I say it's very Twilight Zone like, yes. isn't it? In terms of like, the, and you talk about the comparable kind of and stuff like that. I think that's a perfect example of that. And right. that always ends up number one of any, yeah, any list. Yeah, I have yeah, heard like, of it.
4: Yeah, so yeah that's
0: mm. probably why. If it feels a bit Stephen King as yeah. well.
2: Yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit like yeah, the Dead
0: yeah. Zone or something like that. Yeah, this one. It's kind of good. Blend of Twilight Zone and early Stephen King
1: is a good way of summing this And one. it's emotional as well, which is, I think, sometimes Star Trek is a show that kind of gets a bit accused of lacking emotion. And that is really that's got emotion, yeah. by the way, though, know, completely. Certainly. Emotion um, is a human deficit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Why did you marry her?
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, that's what I like about it as well because it's got that whole kind of, it's that X Files like, will they, won't they kind of thing between Spock Kirk. and Kirk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like, they, yeah. There is a very like homoerotic thing there.
1: Yeah, I mean they they are completely they show love for each other. They do. I mean, Spock shows more love for Kirk than he ever does for his dad well, in this he... episode going more and more is like it's mccoy and spock who
0: can't admit that they're actually really good mates to each other but like you know because mccoy's constantly you know um sort of ribbing spock about like lack an emotion, and spock gives it back so they're constantly mm-hmm. bickering but there's insights into like actually how they do genuinely love each other and i think that's kind of like the will they won't be well they show that they actually do appreciate each other yeah. at some point <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah like mccoy get <coughs> it's all about kirk yeah Okay, well, I mean, that was uh, really interesting as a first go-round of trying to actually introduce someone else uh, to some Star Trek episodes. I'm glad I I'm was
3: glad I'm successful. Yeah, I'm glad. yeah I'm enjoyed it, just I
1: will. I'm that. not,
2: like, completely, like, like not... I'm not, like, completely lacking in, in Star Trek knowledge. I've seen the film, like, the, the newer one, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I didn't yeah. see any of the other ones. I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's no, it's we like it. it not have the same energy, though, does it? It's not, that same, it's not got that same...
1: It's got more energy. <laughs> yeah, it has <laughs> energy. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you play it double speed. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. would want to watch Whoa. that double speed. too much. Jen, <laughs> where can we find you online?
2: Oh, um jenives.net that's all you need.
1: Okay. And that's has got you... upcoming gigs, will be on there. They'll be on there. Okay. Uh, I've got a Wix
2: account I know how to oh, use
1: fantastic. it. Well, you're you're doing a like proper new stand-up show your first hour, is that right? Yeah, at the Brighton Fringe. Right. Well, and what's oh. that called? It's called Estrogen excellent oh, excellent yes. punning it's a bit of clown work. Brilliant. and podcast is called Musical Chairs that's the one mm. check it yeah. out it's come, very good come and see me come see the Spotlight <laughs> recommendation
2: thanks for having me it was really fun
0: uh, I enjoyed talking about Star Trek absolute uh, pleasure oh, thanks for being oh, here yeah it's, awesome. so it's good to get you in before you, the, the, you Exodus from Brighton yeah uh, only no, no to return
1: one month later I'll be back the fringe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay well it's been a pleasure and finally I get to have the last word <laughs>
3: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know I finally got the last word